Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from Place the mask over your nose and mouth. look at that okay so we are officially live and streaming um let me make sure this is actually showing up on youtube because you you never know um it's like oh look there's nicole um nicole is getting ready let me bring her in i hope just let you know it's already live girl so hey (laughs) wait can you hear can you hear us oh lord not Nicole can't hear us. Um, hold up. So, I'm live. Uh, Manny, are you live from anywhere else? No, I never use this platform, so I just yeah. Oh look! Oh look at us! We're on the TV. Oh look! Oh, so cute. All right, so we are live on YouTube. Uh, if you're speaking to me, I can't hear you. That's what Nicole is letting us know. Um, let me type her back. Adjust your audio. I wonder if her speaker, her uh, actual speaker on her computer is muted. Is your speaker on mute? Oh, you want me? Okay, so as Nicole gets that together, so we are officially on the, I was about to say on the Netflix. That would be interesting, right? Think about that. Going live on Netflix? <laughs> Maybe someday for the uh, Holiloquy podcast. Someday. Um, can, you hear, can you hear us now? Yeah, I can. Oh, well, hello. Hey, well, Nicole. How are you? Hey. you? <laughs> you know, it's Sunday, and the of this week is already trash, but here we are, right? This, this is, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're alive. We're well. And God okay. is good, you know? Okay, so it is Hi, official. Nicole. Hi. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I'm so excited. Me, too. I really find it, it like that day when uh, I sent your info over to uh, Nicole. She's like, "I know this person." I was like, "Bitch, how you know? Like, <laughs> what you mean we're both following Manny? Like, right. Not Manny's popular." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, you got a real professional look in here, someone who's got files and content, like you know what we aspire to be. Oh, listen, oh, goals, the legit okay, goals. Same. I'm honored. Yeah, I'm honored to be here with y'all. Yes, thank Please. you for blessing us. Um, I guess I should go ahead and open up the show, right? No, yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was, you know what my problem was? I was trying to do, like, I bought the new microphone thing and I was going to do it in my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll just do it on the laptop. That, that did not work out well at all. Mm. So we'll have to play with that later. Look. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> it wasn't a thing, but now it's a thing. Uh, pre-game wine is official. So that's what I'm doing now before I s- switch over to Miss Port later on. Oh, well, all right. Let me introduce the show mm-hmm. and all this first. And then I'll come nope. back over to I the think- Taylor Port situation. I, was saying, I, think, I feel like you should let, I was going to say, maybe you should let Manny know of your Taylor Port. <laughs> your tele- the fact that you need to be sponsored by them at this point. I do. I do. That was another thing I was going to say after the intro and everything, because Taylor, I haven't tried the others, but what I will tell you is Port and Black is all you need. Like, just go ahead and book me for all. I will go on tour for both of them. Like, I tonight. Right. Let, all right. Let me introduce the show first. I'll be back to the Taylor conversation. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, they're not promoting us, so let me get my life together. All right, ready? Cool. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on uh, sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. And we are doing this live tonight uh, called Three Sex Coaches in One Live. So... Here we are. It's a uh, um, Q&A, so we have some questions already. If you have any questions that you would like for us to answer, you can put it in the chat. You can send it through uh, to us like via DM, all the things, like so we can address some of your concerns, some of the questions that you may have for a sets coach. Now that I introduced that and you're just uh, coming into the live, uh, we were talking about some Taylor Port before this, and we'll get to the introductions in a second. This Taylor Port situation, this Taylor situation, is like high priority. So let me tell y'all, I, I, already, I already spoke on um, Taylor Negra or shall I say Taylor African Americana because that's Taylor Black. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm <not even> lit. <laughs> Already. So with with the Taylor, right? So with Taylor Black, Taylor Negro, Taylor Negress, with that one, she's like a mixture between um, just a regular Taylor Port plus some Stella Rose because this bitch decided to come out here and be like, Vernie, he was asking for a sweet Taylor Port, right? Not one that's sweet and kind of have a little bitterness to it, you know, not, not the girl. We're just going to be all sweet for you. And I was like, bitch, okay, you taste good. And then I looked at that volume, that um, that percentage. Why is she 20%? Like, girl, <laughs> you should not be 1099 and 20% alcohol. What are you doing to me? <sighs> so, um, Taylor Port, Taylor, 
as a company, if you need a sponsor, just reach your hand down and grab a nigga, okay? Because we're here. <laughs> affiliate, not a sponsor, an affiliate. You could be the affiliate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. I could put my little affiliate code and ask people purchase, give me my money back. Compensate me so I can get more tape. Hello? <laughs> I know that's right. I don't know oh, God. Doing. Love it, love it. Okay, so since we are here, let's do the intros. So I'm just going to go off of the screen. First off, Manny, who the fuck are you? Hello, hello, everybody. I am Manny, your resident trans deity. My pronouns are he and they. I am currently a self-intimacy and uh, pleasure guide. Um, my roots are in sex coaching. Um, and I'm just excited to speak with you all today and to meet everybody, talk more, all the things. This is just amazing. So that's me. Hello. <laughs> hey. And Nicole, who the fuck are you? I mean, for some of y'all who have not been listening to the podcast, who have not seen what two, three lives that we've done already, when you're missing out, let's start there. But I am, my name is Nicole Waldron. I'm a certified sex coach. Um, Melanated Vixen is my brainchild, my brand, here to educate and make everybody's sex lives and their lives overall an even better place to be. Um, and yeah, follow my socials, follow my new YouTube channel, it's growing, so follow me there too. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> I believe it's already there. If it's not, I'm going to have to add it in like post-production and everything but at least right now if you are watching and you're on youtube you should be able to see the information of how to connect with both of these beautiful people uh in the show notes if not once this actually posts to the um to the youtubes for the public then it will be there so Yay. Um, but you can also find their information on their episodes of the podcast. I know you might not see Manny's episodes yet, but just know it is coming in season three and be ready because those episodes, <laughs> greatness. Like, if you're not listening to the podcast already, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. I need you to get your life together. I need you to do better. I need you to just improve the things, okay? We're here to love on you and support you because it's what we do. Um, oh my gosh, Nicole done dipped on out. Hold up. Are you okay, love? Let me bring her back. She's okay. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so was a cold just bloop. <laughs> you know what it is? You already know what it is with connection over here, so I switched to my mobile hotspot early so I don't have to do it mm -hmm. later. That's all. Okay, well, we love it. We love it. It's like we we know from um, previous lives that yo <laughs> like you're talking and then not talking, and you know, Wi Fi issues are great. <laughs> it's a part of life these days, you know. <laughs> Gotta love COVID nineteen. Here we are, pandemic right. still going on. Cover yourselves. It's winter. Winter is here, not coming. Okay, but hopefully by the end of this, you will have new ways to come. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> 
All right. So let's start the conversation off with the first question. So the first question that we have is, how do you combine romance with sex and when you're used... um, Sorry, I messed that up. How do you combine romance with sex when you're used to one or the other? So essentially, you're in the relationship and you're only used to romance or you're only used to sexual relationships with somebody. How do you combine the two when you're used to just one of those? Who wants to tackle that first? I think we should let our guests go first. <laughs> Not you just putting Manny on the spot like that. Manny was like, I'm just here to like <laughs> indulge a little bit. <laughs> you cool with taking this one first, Manny? I will go ahead. All right. So for the romance piece, right? I think that sometimes we are really conditioned to only consider love. And when we think about love, there's like, uh, especially if you have like a religious indoctrination in your background, it may be uh, easy to feel like sex is separate or sex is debased, sex is, you know, all of these things, right? Sometimes we carry these beliefs about what sex is and we don't have the space to envision what sex can be, which is why, which is one of the reasons why sex coaches exist. Um, but yeah, so like sometimes people can be like, oh, the love, the love, the love. It's so good. I don't even need sex. Like, and it's just like, mm, hold on. <laughs> Let's actually see if that's something that's actually real. Cause some people don't, but, um, if you're used to just having that component and you want to add sex, um, I think that some simple ways could be to start, um, with platonic touch and then building it up. Um, I think that probably an easy entry point would be through sensuality as well, through massage, um, through play, um, and then building it up, right? Um, Yeah. And also working through those beliefs around sex, like what is it that you internally believe about sex, right? Because sometimes we could be like, oh no, I think sex is great. I love sex just as much as, the end, <laughs> just as, much as anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. But then we actually get into your nervous system and we start asking those questions and those answers change, right? Mm-hmm. You, the, you know, you might really surprise yourself when you're asked the questions about, you know, what were you taught about sexuality? What were you taught about religion? What were you taught about spirituality? How did it make you feel to have, um, if you were brought up in in certain religions, like how did it make you feel to have a male God? Mm. What did that teach you about sexuality? And what did that teach you about your importance and your value as a person, right? So like soon as, sometimes when we get into those deeper questions and we're in a somatic practice, the responses change, right? Because the subconscious isn't lying. The subconscious isn't giving you that like, top answer of like oh this is the like surface level what i'm thinking like when we get in your nervous system that's when the truth is going to come out um so those are some uh advice for that lens for the other lens sex uh, when you're used to sex and you want to explore more romance um i think it's also important to romance yourself start by um looking into what makes you feel good um and how um, 
like what you need in order to feel safe, what you need in order to feel loved. Um, and visioning, vi like vision is so important. <laughs> like being able to see it, being able to like, excuse me, it doesn't always have to be like a vision board, but it can be like a five senses reality, right? So in this experience, we'll like, um, you like close your eyes, sort of like meditation, and we'll have you to um, feel like, what would it feel like to have a, you know, sex life that you want? And then also asking like, you know, if sex was exactly what you want, would want it to be, um, what do you see? Who's around you? Um, what do you taste? Uh, what do you hear, right? So we're gonna go through all five of those senses to really uh, awaken that vision. So then that gives you some um, insight on what to hold on to, what to look for, and what to be curious about. Um, and you could also write like a sex bucket list. Um, and hang on, I'm answering in the wrong direction. <laughs> I just realized what I did there. I really, so, okay, with romance, yes. Yeah, so it would be the same thing with, with Five Sense Reality, but uh, the focus would be romance. What would it look like, feel, taste? Uh, all of those things, but in reference to love. Um, and just getting clear, very clear on what that vision is um, and start exploring and talking to people. Uh, so, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. You got anything that you want to add to that, Nicole? Um, I mean, a lot of it is, is what I was thinking was a lot of the same, no, number one, does either one of them mean to you, especially when it comes to like the romance or the intimacy factor? Because there's so many people who um, who correlate sex and romance the same, or see as the same thing, and they're not. Um, they're really, they really are separate, and one lead to the other. So I think understanding what intimacy romance looks like to you outside would be the first place to place to start especially if you're not used to the romance you're both of you and your partner are considering romance part of sex not the same understanding what those mean what that mm -hmm. looks like for you or things that you're willing to try or explore or willing to try and explore um and see if you can somehow incorporate that can you make that your foreplay like understand weird for me in 2023 for people to be like oh i don't need foreplay and i'm just like but do you understand that foreplay is not just some aspect of sex, like physical sex like foreplay is mental a lot of times so and what those things are and what they look like for you um when you're trying to incorporate romance if it's the other it's just people who are good with maybe physical touch like dodge or um doing things together around the house or whatever it is, but it doesn't lead to sex, but you kind of want it to get there. Think about the things that turn you on in that way when you're engaging in intimacy that'll help lead you to that. So yeah, that's a short answer. Um, I would say for myself, my suggestion, because uh, as anyone who listens to the show knows, I'm a huge, fan of sensual play uh, and with uh, sensual play and it does engage in the senses but it, it also helps with building that intimacy uh, and yeah yeah uh, and like with with 
with sensual play, you can incorporate getting to know each other. Like, hey, what's the thing that really turns you on? What's the thing that creates a scene that makes you feel sexy, makes you feel love, makes you feel important and all of that. And that helps you with building into that romantic side of things too. Because oftentimes when we think about romance, we think of like the the uh, things that sweeps you off your feet and whatnot. And what's the thing that can slowly help me float and uh, keep me balanced and keep me rising throughout the day? Um, like what you said, Nicole, just taking one little thing off of my plate, that can be something that's very romantic, that shows me that you care, that shows me that you love me, and that just builds that connection and that drive of wanting your partner even more. And just think about that for um, people who are in, in the mundane of things where uh, you come home the part your one partner is the one that's always cleaning and you're like we don't have sex anymore just think how much of a benefit it will be if you did one of those things and took something off their plate to open up that space for them just to relax sometime maybe just doing a couple things around the house will give them that space to actually breathe and feel sexy for once like that's a good way to uh, combine that romantic side of things and the sexual side of things too just by leaving a little bit of stress from your partner and uh what were you um thinking about adding manny yes i was just gonna say i love both y'all answers so 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 much here's a song by janet jackson called 24 play and it talks about all of this and i just want to recommend that song because literally yes yes <laughs> anything janet because one thing janet will do Look, can we? Can we? <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and if we have more um, musical references, like let's do it. Let's do it. Um, cause Lord knows I love me some good Janet Jackson. Cause like I said, one thing she will do is make sure that you walking away pregnant. Um, <laughs> somehow, some way. Um, so next next question. Um, how does one, well, how do you hone in on your sexual strengths as well as your sexual weaknesses? Nicole, do you want to answer first? I would say the thing you do, <laughs> I'll just, um, I would say the first thing to do is to have an honest conversation with yourself because most people don't want to think about most people oh, I'm great at this but you have to yourself as far as like you know I could probably do better at this or you know, what, what's one thing for women oh like we can't ride long or whatever like my <laughs> max like that but how better at my partners but for my own so being honest and being like okay if i went to the gym and work on my calves and stuff like that and my thighs and stuff so i could ride longer that would be better or um my strengths are i know i could do these things great or i know i'm i'm better if i, if I do x y and so I try to play to those strengths most when you're engaging with someone but still like don't dismiss your weaknesses be 
be honest and see what you're willing and able, capable of making to not your weakness, not a strength. Make sure that it's not as not as weak <laughs> as your other strengths. Kind of going to jump in here right quick because when you mentioned like uh, if you have to like for those people who enjoy riding and all these other things and for those who uh, enjoy it but are not so good at it that is like one of those things you do have to be honest with yourself about is it the leg strength how can I improve that like <clears throat> that may include doing more squats that may I mean doing a lot more uh, leg exercises uh, making sure your thigh muscles are good making sure your back is good because look it can be a strain on your back too um, making sure that you improve the the angle in which you're riding like which even recognizing uh, in those certain positions, which angle is best for me and which ones is the ones that I just cannot do. And also communicating with your partner about, hey, in terms of pleasure, which ones do you like? Finding different ways of bending yourself, doing yoga is something that can also help outside of just doing like for riding somebody. But like really knowing and being honest and truthful with yourself about what are my capabilities? What are my limitations? Uh, what are the things that I find pleasurable? And what are the things that my partner finds pleasurable? And finding that alignment of how you can improve that uh, within your, you know, sex life. I like that. I like both of y'all responses so, so, so much. Um, I would say... I struggle with this question because <laughs> um, I think because the language of it, maybe I I also just like when they ask on interviews, like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? I'm like, yeah. ah. <laughs> you know, um, so I think that modifications are helpful um and like extra pillows and like mm. different things that could just be supportive um as far as like sex is a skill like sex is a skill and everything can be improved you know what i mean and so like i think the biggest the first thing is i would want to like remove the shame of like you don't have to be you don't have to come into it like knowing how to do all the things, right? Like there's so many people who who like want a virgin, but then want them to be able to give super head. But it's <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on though, because it's the first right. time. They might be able to do it, but you know, space and grace, mm -hmm. that's what humans need, okay? And so, uh, yeah, strength and weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Like probably, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I get it. Like, like you said, yeah. like that interview question. It it takes me a while, and it, you don't want to just go up in there and lie to somebody because I you know, like one of my things is that, um, in all avenues, a strength can become a weakness, and a weakness can be a strength. It's just knowing what you what what to prioritize at the time. And I think that's one of the things you have to keep in mind when it does come to sex. Like for myself, one of the reasons why I do not like oral is because, well, suck a dick because no, uh, is because I know that my jaws might start to hurt uh, within that process. So that means I'm not going to 
um, be able to give you the God God 3000 for eight, eight, eight hours straight because that's not my ministry. That's not the thing that I'm put on this earth for. But that doesn't mean that in some avenue, if it was like a short term kind of situation, um, be able to um, provide that oral pleasure for somebody because it's only going to be for a short period of time, especially if that's not the thing that that person um, wants primarily. So just understanding and knowing how you can utilize the skills that you already have in those situations and just probably even strive to do a little bit better in that encounter, knowing that it's only going to be something that's short-lived and it's not going to be something that you will have to spend eight hours doing for your partner, uh, will benefit or help you or help enhance that sexual experience uh, while thinking, oh, this is something I'm just never good at. No, this is just something that I'm going to focus on today. I'm going to do my best and keep it moving. Yes, absolutely. And that sex checklist that we that you were discussing earlier, just like the yes, the no's, the maybes, the also like this is what I'm good at. This is what I like. Um, this is what I can do. This is what I won't do. Right. Because sometimes your partner will want something that is a no for you. So um, that's why I'm also grateful to be polyamorous because you can get one of the other partners to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, so for me, <laughs> we just need to sit in that for a second because somebody in the back of this church needs to hear that message. Somebody, I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's Sunday and we are in church and it's giving pew number six. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. Okay, that's. <laughs> Okay, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. <laughs> all right. Cool. Professional. All right. What were you saying, Manny? <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think I think we got it. I think we got it. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> and this is before the Taylor even comes out. <sighs> so what's in your cup? Love it for everybody. What's in your cup? <laughs> All I have is wine oh. that was given upon me by the Lord. So in my cup, oh, I, I have. Um, oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you. So it's um it's a mix of pine mango lemonade, tequila, mm -hmm. and ginger ale. Mm. Yes. Some of that to me. Sexy. Like, <laughs> like ooh. that pineapple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Getting the juices ready for you. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right now, um, like I said, I had some, I have some wine that was delivered upon me by the Lord. Still not changing that. Uh, but <laughs> it's some brand I found at the liquor store. It was called uh it's called Reunite. It's a Moscato and it's pretty tasty. It reminds me, hey Ashley, it reminds me of um Stella Rosa for some reason. Uh it has a nice sweet taste to it. I'm not these motherfuckers are not paying me. <laughs> so, 
Uh, <laughs> reunite, find a motherfucker, okay? Let me know because Taylor <laughs> has not reached out to me. Sis has not emailed me. She has not DM'd me or anything like that. Until she does, I can't say anything because I probably might be drinking Taylor next week too. So, but <laughs> I will pull your card one of these days, girl. One of these days. <laughs> All right, let's get back to these questions. All right, so I, I could start off with this one. So this question is, how does one manage sexuality after trauma? So first off, I will say, go back to our last live. Um, that's one of the things that Nicole and I um, discussed. Was Wesley on that too? I think Wesley was on there. Yeah, Wesley was there. Um, we were talking about um, trauma and sexuality and healing and all of that. It's called sexual healing. But if you don't find it, um, that episode will, I will release that on the podcast at the end of the month. Uh, it's like three hours long, so be ready. Um, but the actual video of that, I will be releasing in the month of December. So follow uh, Slater's Playhouse uh, on YouTube so you can get a little bit more of an in-depth conversation around that but <clears throat> the brief side of things it depends on the type of trauma because physical trauma may take some time for you to readjust to uh, having a sexual experience with somebody if it's sexual trauma that may take longer it may take less um may even take having to meet with a therapist just to help with uh, wrapping your head around some of the that experience regardless of what the type of that trauma may be but uh, I will say the best way to manage your sexuality after any trauma is to go at your own pace. Uh, you don't want to push yourself too um, forward into something that you're uncomfortable with. And when it comes to the aftermath of any trauma, you have to relearn yourself. You have to relearn your body. You have to uh, learn new triggers, new trauma responses. You have to learn um, new ways of finding freedom and comfort in yourself and your own sexual expression. So it takes a moment of sitting down with yourself and understanding who am I after this event? Who am I after um, I've experienced this thing uh, or this thing has been uh, placed upon me? In how do I want to move forward in that? Uh, and like I said, just make sure that you take the time that you deserve and need before rushing to being in anybody's bed. And if any person is not willing to wait on your terms and they're trying to rush it, that's the time to, one, not say leave and end the relationship, but to have conversations first. And if those conversations don't work, possibly do some counseling, possibly doing some therapy. But if all things don't work out, let that motherfucker go. And if it's a new relationship, they're not trying to wait on you, don't wait on them. Leave that motherfucker where they are and continue in your healing process because not everybody's meant for you. And don't try to force them to fit the puzzle that you already have for yourself. And that's that. Uh, anybody else has anything that they want to add? Man, no, because the first thing I thought of with this question was you can go to therapy, you need you know, start there because 
gonna jump to bed with somebody new that's gonna be that's i mean even without trauma that's already not the right response to do like getting in someone under someone else very old very damaging yourself probably. um so i would say if there's trauma like like physical trauma you definitely need that first but also like mental psychological trauma, i go the same route because you you might think that you're ready but you don't know what your triggers are for those yet because you've not been triggered or you you're not gonna know so i would say start small because <laughs> you just know but definitely start therapy Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, heavy on the therapy. Um, I will also, um, I believe I'm going to say her name correctly, but if not, if y'all know her name, please correct me. Uh, Jamanika or either Jamanika. I think it's Jamanika. Okay, well, Jamanika is on Instagram. She's a trauma specialist. Um, she specifically works with people who've experienced sexual assault. Um, and there, again, like there's so many different types of sex coaches. Um, I would recommend coaching and therapy together. Um, so you start a, a, a care team where your coach and your therapist will communicate with each other. Um, and so for those who can actually afford therapy, as well as like there are so many, there are different programs. I would also look at Psychology Today. They have some really good um if you look at like your state or either virtual counseling, counseling, um, you can find some uh, discounted rates there. Um, so I would look into that for therapy. Um, also, um, knowing and understanding how triggers show up in your body. So we typically have the fight, flight, freeze, spawn, and annihilate. So fight could show up as like, you know. It could show up in a different way. Oh, I was going to go somewhere that I don't want to go, so I'm not going to go there. Anyway, so my response can show up in a, in a myriad of ways. Uh, one of them could be um, like you're having sex with someone, it's going good, and then all of a sudden you get very angry. And they, it's not that they did anything wrong, but you just like are like very angry all of a sudden. It's because It could be because your body's having a memory, right? So sometimes our bodies uh, have a memory um, that, uh, that comes up for us and then we, um, are overtaken by it and what have you. So it's really good to know your body and the way that it shows up and operates in these different spaces. Um, if that happens, it's important to stop, slow down and, uh, you know, regroup. So I, it would not, I would not recommend, oh, let's just keep going. Let's just keep having sex. You are angry. (laughs) Like, let's have the moment, let's have to take this moment and talk, right? Okay, so flight could also look like just wanting to run. You're in the middle of sex and you're just like, I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else. And this could also happen mentally where you start to dissociate, right? Um, And then there's freezing where you might just be laying there and just like, you know, and it's important to also have a partner who can recognize when you're going into a trauma response as well. Um, so then fawning might just be, um, it is a form of agreeableness or people pleasing, right? Where you're just like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. But you know, you don't actually like oral sex and you letting them go down on you anyway. Right. 
um, and then annihilate <laughs> um, could show up as like, um, I think it's, well, it's just like another form of fight essentially, but it's more aggressive. Um, in all cases, just stop, slow down and get some care. Right. I would say, I recommend space if you're in a fight or annihilate space. Um, I would say, like, take some space from them so that way um, y'all can actually just like pause and like come back. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> um, so, anyway, y'all can like pause and like uh, co regulate. Um, if therapy is not an option um, due to finances or whatever reason, I would say start with journaling. And um, and again, like Nicole was saying, not having sex with someone super soon after that, just like giving your body the chance to heal, um, getting with your elders, getting with your people, the, your community, your support system, uh, you know, let them wrap you in love. You know what I mean? Especially if you do not have uh, access to therapy or, or coaching. Um, and if you can do all three, that would be phenomenal. All right, so that's all. <laughs> now, the thing that I will add to that is <clears throat> something that pe for people to remember is there are different forms of therapy as well. Like you have physical therapy, you have mental health therapy, uh, like find the therapy that works best for you. And I love your suggestion of uh, coupling um, coaching and therapy at the same time. Uh, one of the things that uh, many people don't understand in terms of the difference between the two is that coaching is looking at the present going forward and your therapy is looking at what's going on. Why are we here today? Like what can, what is impact, what from your past is impacting your present so that we can improve your future. So um, like, just understanding those dynamics as well helps you with that decision-making process too. Um, but yeah, I love that suggestion. Um, in psychology today, I'm on that mofo. <laughs> just, you know, put that out there. Um, but if um, you're looking to book me as a therapist, uh, your your days is coming up short because of motherfuckers almost booked and busy. And I love that for myself. Anyway, so... <laughs> um take that advice again like i mentioned um there's that other episode that will be coming onto the podcast uh at the end of the month uh for those people who do not know this i probably should have mentioned this earlier on that this month is the month of november uh november is the month all about sexual expression sexual freedom sexual ownership being great and loving the sexual self so Welcome to the whole member space, people. Happy that you are all here. So, y'all ready for this next question? All right. So, um, let's. All right. Here's the question How can you tell someone is attracted to you, and what do you do once you figure that shit out? Uh, I love whoever sent this, they included shit because I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> they're like, motherfucker, answer this question. <laughs> because I get it. That that was the question from the horde. So uh, let's start off with Manny on this one. Oh, damn. See, <laughs> see, the thing is, right, I'm gay, right? And so... <laughs> 
you know, as gay folk, we just gonna heart the stories 50 times and just hope that you get it. I quit. I quit. Yeah. I never know when people like me, unless they like flat out say, hey, I like you. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I Because also I know me, right? I know that I like to make out with strangers. I know that I like to, you know, play and do all these things. And I might still not like, you know what I mean? I could do those things and still be like, no, <laughs> that was for the play party. We not finna be together though. <laughs> like the same. So... <laughs> I just wanted to kiss you. <laughs> I like your face, okay? Like, that was it. <laughs> In the moment, it was Hit them with That's that. That's what you, it was, you know? So. You had kissable lips, and I decided to see what was going on, and I, I figured it out, and here we are. Like, <laughs> hold up, fam. <laughs> you talking about dating? That's it. And I think it's it's all right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's all right. I think it's all right to also, you know, give a little very friendly, you know, pussy mas- Oh, I'm sorry. Can we say that? <laughs> On my, in my space, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay bad, bad. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out the second word after this because my mind automatically with the pussy massage. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Friendly pussy yeah. massage. Yeah. You know. This is this is what happens though. Like literally, you could be in the queer community, right? Like you could like literally eat somebody out and they'll still be like, oh, maybe they were just being friendly. Because usually, yes. Like, because <laughs> Yeah, I was just being friendly. Like, <laughs> you know what? You you brought up a good because I'm like you like over here struggling being um. Oh, But is it? Because <laughs> word on the street, <laughs> that like shit him. is chopped and screwed again. <laughs> your, your, um, your internet said, bitch, I'm T-Pain today. <laughs> like, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> oh, God. I love you, though. I'm glad you caught it, because I didn't know what the Lil Wayne reference was. <laughs> but, oh, T-Pain, my bad. T-Pain. <laughs> Got it. Oh God! All right, I'm sorry, Nicole. What were you saying? Because <laughs> I was talking, then you came out of nowhere. You know, I was like, "Who's I that?" Don't know, like, I don't remember now. It doesn't matter now. Forget it. Continue. <laughs> it matters. It matters because you matter. Nope. Yeah. But I don't remember. So forget it. <laughs> I've oh, the way I there. <laughs> I'm at Correct. my connection started to uh, act shaky too Lord. exactly that's right. what you get for talking shit about mine <laughs> well okay 
just because I identify an irregular moment on my end. Whatever. Yes, shade. <laughs> <laughs> <Real shade>. <laughs> <laughs> You know I love you and your internet. <laughs> oh, that damn Arizona internet. And That's why Arizona teas are still uh, 99 cents. What I did is I connected to my hot mobile hotspot. Apparently, that's still trash, but whatever. Damn. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Um, but yeah, like uh, I know I've I've had my moments where I, you know, just telling somebody, you know, there's people out here that may want to hook up with you and all these other things. Find them because I'll be in the mood some of the times. And one time I was just like, okay, I will do this as a friend, like. Because clearly you just need something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you need a cuddle? <laughs> like, you need a something, something. No, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm always open to cuddles. Like, look, just let me know that you just need somebody to cuddle with. Come here. Come on. Like, if we're not, if we're not fucking at the end of the day, that's great. That's good because I'm over here for the cuddle only. Give me this physical intimacy and we're good. Now, if you're trying to push it too far, you know mm -hmm. what? I just got a phone call. Uh, Nicole's internet is contacting me. I need to just have this conversation. Last time I tried to talk to the internet, it broke up with me. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicole's gonna find me when I see her. Good night, y'all. Okay. Have a good it's one. Okay. Peace. I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I swear, it's only restream that happens, which is the funny thing about it. It's it's yeah, always restream. I think it's restream, honestly. But mm -hmm. well, um, we went way off the uh, damn question. What was the original? Um, <clears throat> how can you tell someone is attracted to you, and what do you do once you figure that shit out? Okay, so. For myself, um, it's hard for me to tell when people are attracted to me because apparently I'm a natural flirt and I don't do that shit on purpose. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So I don't always pick up when people uh, are attracted to me or find me attractive or anything like that because I'm just out here existing, okay? And existing well. Um, I will say like that if you are liking multiple things on my IG, I then like send the emoji eyes or I might, uh, <laughs> yes, we are fabulous. Like I can't, I, I just like, like, Hey, how are you? I'll send you that message, ask you how things are going because I don't know what we're doing here. Cause you're liking things. I might go back and like some of your things. My limit is five, six because I'm not thirsty. Okay. I don't want you to think. <laughs> that. Because look, I know SpongeBob had that episode saying he was the one. I'm sorry, you're not. You're not him. You're not. 
You're not Robert Dupin, whatever the fuck that guy's name was in SpongeBob. You're not that motherfucker because I don't know them. So, like, I will co- communicate with the person, see what their interest is at that point. But if you don't express and directly let me know that you're attracted to me, that you're interested in dating or anything like that, I just see you as a friend. Uh, and I, that's just how my brain works because I try not to create other people's stories. I don't, I also try to keep myself from um, living in the space that does not exist. Meaning I'm not going to create this fantasy of us being together just because you like so many of my pictures. I don't got the time of the day. And plus I might be wanting to watch something on Disney plus. Do you know, have you not seen Encanto? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure out when will we be talking about fucking Bruno and you over here liking pictures of my fucking IG. Bitch, did you hear the song? And that's all I got to say. Now, um, (laughs) once I... (laughs) So essentially that second half of the uh, conversation, what do you do once you figure that shit out? Once that person makes it obvious and makes it clear to me that they um, do want to move forward, we I operate a lot differently uh, because I'm very intentional. I start to ask those questions. Are right, what what is the goal here? What is the direction you're trying to go here? Like, are you looking to just have sex? Are you looking to um, actually? Um, be romantic with each other? Are you just here to date? Because trust me, I love just going out on dates with people. Like we can go this place, go mm. that place, have a wonderful time and knowing that this is not going to go into any long-term relationship. We're just enjoying the time with each other. And that's perfectly fine with me. You can just be a person I go out and have dinner with. And sometimes you take the bill. Sometimes I take the bill. We just both know what the fuck is going on. But if it's any type of situation where I'm paying Paying for a motherfucker and they're paying for me we're discussing budgets before we go out because what we're not going to do is when it's on my dime and we go out this motherfucker and you decide let's go ahead and go to this 200 spot <laughs> bitch you're going to be left alone you're, that's it's just the facts so um that that that's my view on that question anybody else got anything they want to add nicole you got anything I feel like mine is pretty much a combination for y'all, to be honest. Even though I'm not gay, it's pretty much the same. Like, it depends on, like, honestly, I think on how assertive you be. Like, everybody is not the same kind of like, oh, you like me, and you know, going after them, and all this other kind of stuff. So some people like to be coy, some people like to be pursued, and all of that. So, just sometimes you like oh i didn't know that you liked me where do we go from here like what would you like to do and put the ball in their court and see where things go so that you don't feel like everything is on you all the time because everybody's not um a naturally assertive person unlike me i like you i'll be the one who, who will tell you like you or try to pursue you in some way so but sometimes i like being pursued so whatever depends that part <sighs> you you spoke some volumes when you mentioned uh, putting the ball in other people's court because I love doing that I love that <clears throat> that volleyball effect there because like I, I want to see how you 
can take control in situations because I don't want to be in a space uh, in a long-term relationship or even just in the dating realm where it's always dependent upon me to always initiate things. Because if I have to always initiate things, now I'm working. <laughs> and I don't like to be uh, working like, you know, like professional working in a job. I don't, that's, that's not uh, what I would like to do in any of my relationships. So I would like for some of the weight to be lifted off of how we engage with each other so that I know that the, 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 that everything is mutual between us because that's the kind of thing I look for when it comes to a romantic relationship, that there's some give and take in everything, you know, what you what you got, Manny? Okay, yes. Okay, so first, yes. When is we gonna talk about Bruno? Because like the the depths and the uh, the black sheep of the family and Bruno. Uh, listen, Encanto was deep. It was so deep, and that needs to be discussed. But um, and that was my shit. Um, so I have a little story, right? So I want to share with y'all how um, me and my partner started dating, right? Okay, so um, we met at this like sexuality retreat. So this is, this is one thing I definitely recommend. Go to the places where you want to meet people. Um, okay, like, cause it like for me, I I like meeting people at the sex conference. I like meeting people at, in the dungeon. Now, if we meet in those places, we're doing something different. But anyway, um, so when we had met, um, so, okay, so I had got to Costa Rica and it was like, I had got there late, but I was there uh, as one of the assistants. And so like day three of me being there, my people were like, hey, you have a coven. And I was like, I have a coven? And they were like, yes, you're in charge of this group of people and y'all have like a few minutes with each other. I was like, okay, cool. So everybody had two minutes each to speak. So we're like on the floor, we we in squat position. Now, I don't know why we was right here squatting, but that's what we was doing. <laughs> So, so anyway, um, they all have two minutes. So they tell me about their day, um, celebrations and stuff. And, and um, so then it was my turn. And so I took like 30 seconds to tell them about my day. And then I took the last part to like pray for everybody individually. So I'm like moving around the circle. As I'm moving around the circle, I feel some energy coming my way. And I'm kind of like, mm, okay, I'm ignoring it. But I'm like, well, that kind of feel good. But so, like, <laughs> you razzled a dazzle, bitch. <laughs> okay. So moving around the circle, right? And as I'm getting closer, I, the energy is getting stronger. But it feels like pure light. It feels so good. So anyway, I'm like one person away. Now I can see out of my peripheral, like... Her eyes are really big. She's smiling really big. Everybody's smiling, but it is just, it was hitting different when she was smiling. So anyway, so I finally get to her and I almost fell over because I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. <laughs> like, like, uh, and so, so then I like prayed for her. And so we're like in this deep eye contact and like, literally, I don't see nobody else. Like, it's so like lovey-dovey, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> I didn't tell her for like a full year, but I was like, I think I experienced love at first sight, like for real. So, um, <laughs> so I wasn't sure, right? I went home that, well, I went to my room, whatever. And I was like, oh, this is cool. That was fun. I like that feeling, but you know, that was a little different. 
So anyway, I went to sleep. Next morning, I was like, okay, I have to know, right? So now again, this is a sexuality retreat, so you can pretty much wear whatever you wanted to wear. I put on my bikini and my robe and I went to breakfast. And I was like, this is gonna tell me everything I need to know. So I saw her and she was like, oh, mama. <laughs> Mm. I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's what I needed. That's what I. That's what I needed." Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> and she was like, "I mean, King. I mean, King. You know, because she wanted to respect my pronouns and everything." And I was like, "It's okay, because I really like that." Um, and so, so that's how we figured it out. And now we couldn't really say too much during the retreat because I was working and I signed a contract. Amen. That I won't go be messing with them participants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, you got honor because I know there's some motherfuckers out here who's like, oh, what's the paper? <laughs> right. Listen, I was the only black person that right. I was not about to do that. Like, <laughs> just like so. Uh, but yeah, so that's how we figured it out. I mean, we had a lot of like silent moments or whatever, but. It was that that's what it was. So I mean, that's my story. And maybe <laughs> if you if you feel in bold, put on a sexiest, but it don't have to be a bikini, put on something sexy and see how to react how they react to it. Mm. That'll tell you mm. everything you need to know. Everything. Everything. <laughs> I wonder if this the this is the reason why the thirst traps became like such a big thing. People <clears throat> and I know people do that for a specific person. And when you, well, they used to. I don't know why people still do third step traps these days. The reasons may be different. Who knows? But I know back in the day when the person did the thirst trap and all these other things, and the person that you were intending to like those things, and I, I could say I'm a little bit guilty of this too. If they did not react to it, I think it's time for you to go ahead and let that one go. Like, clearly it's that time. And I know um oh look somebody decided that they wanted to be a troll and say three we words they said oh that's so cute uh, look gary coleman let me let you know i am like just let you know i'm what they call a sexy well and i get I we everybody on the screen actually gets sex so if you want to shade people like come come correct come with all the things because you have right. people who are confident in who they are and if that's a right. threat to you that's something that you might want to reflect on and figure out why you're so insecure because we're not doing anything to actually harm you but you felt some type of way that you thought that you was going to what call as wells bitch at least we could swim little gary can you measure up to these well things that's on the screen <laughs> and i'm glad i'm glad he's oh, here because so. the next question welcome <laughs> the next question we actually have is um, related to us being sets coaches and the question is actually is how has becoming a sets coach enhanced your sex life uh, and I want to start off with this one because surprisingly it has not enhanced my sex life it's only um, it's 
it makes more people feel insecure to approach me um, because they just feel as though, oh, this person knows all the things, blah, 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 whatever the case is. And it's just like, yeah, I have a lot of sexual knowledge. I know how to do a lot of things that most other people don't uh, know about or they are not at the point where they're most comfortable in engaging in those things. So um, it takes a lot of having to help other people unpack that rather than finding a lot more people who are where I'm at when it comes to sexual experiences or even engaging in sex or expressing my sexuality or indulging in the kink side of things so it's a lot of teaching the other person um but i will say outside of um me engaging with other people it has helped me find different things that i enjoy for myself uh, find different ways to um enjoy like solo sexuality a lot more different ways to please myself different ways that i can enhanced sexual experience for my partner, all of those things. So I will say that has been a huge benefit of becoming a sex coach so that I know whoever so happens to be my lifelong partner or partners, they know that they will have satisfying sexual experiences that Gary Coleman cannot provide for them. And that's how you really become a troll. Anyways, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm petty. <laughs> uh, what? He 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 invited himself to this one. <laughs> like you have to Correct. know who you dealing with if you go to control. Five people who are insecure. Right. Um <laughs> right. Cause we don't give a damn about your opinion about us. Oh God. Oh, I'm sorry. And the tailor, I I have yet to begin the tailor. Gary, please be here the entire time because when that tailor kick in, bitch. You won't be calling your mama on me because it's over. It's, over. it's, it's up over. and it shall be stuck. Yes. <laughs> oh God, who else got to answer for that question? <laughs> um, I'm trying, Okay, so for me, um, it has helped me in the way that I recognize, right, um, that patriarchy and systemic oppression has a huge impact on the way that we have sex and the way that we set sexual boundaries. And so, like, um, just the awareness of, like, sometimes conditioning be coming up and the awareness of, like, okay, if something comes up, I know I know what to do. I know I don't have to, like, panic and and like shame myself or, or feel bad about what's happening or anything like that because I know that it's normal. I know that these things happen, right? And when we're having sex, we are, you know, like there's a lot of stuff happening energetically. Um, that's really the, that's the biggest thing that I learned. One of the biggest things is like the energetic component of sex, which is like my favorite. The energetic and the spiritual are like my, like, my two favorites. Um, and so, um, being able to, oh my gosh, also, mm. 
the energetics, amen, of eating pussy. Mm. Oh, the energetics. Knowing the energetics, it's going to change the way you eat pussy. I'm telling you. Like, it really just... <laughs> Can we just sit in the pussy for a second? <laughs> Hallelujah to the pussy. We just, we want to give thanks to pussy. We just want to take the time to honor. <laughs> okay, because okay. Maybe all right, we'll one day that. Gary Coleman may see it once, once again. <laughs> Maybe you'll see a pussy once one day, again, Gary. Right. When he steps off his petty ass home, <laughs> maybe one day some pills will grace his presence. Yeah. Okay. Just touch the lip, <laughs> okay? You know, <laughs> touch the lip. I'm just talking about a whip. I mean, hey, maybe. <laughs> you never, what was that line from? Um, from um, that one movie? Uh, he's he's never had the pie to the pussy or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> From school days, oh, that was a good line. And I forget. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, the energetics and knowing there's so much possible, right? Um, with the way that we interact with people and ourselves, right? Like, because um, for me, like my my body, my spirit, my ori is those are my first teachers, and so like. <clears throat> when I'm in my solo sessions, um, I keep looking at that comment. He's like, that's surprising that you can swim. Because I, I just been thinking about swimming in pussy ever since she said that shit. Like, ever since she said, I think, oh, open the floodgates of heaven. Okay. Yay. Uh, okay, so I quit. <laughs> Gary, you're uh, my new best friend for this. <laughs> okay, at this point, at least you have one. Okay, you got you got you got something going on for you. That's, that's better. Praise God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I'm a unique rose. <laughs> Oh gosh. But yeah, just being a sex coach definitely changed everything. It changed my life. It changed it changed all the stuff. And so like um yeah, so fuck. <laughs> um so yeah, when it is specifically energy, um so I like to tr- teach pleasure rituals. I have not done it in a while. Will not be doing it for a while. Um, but one of the things that I, I taught in Pleasure Rituals is about, uh, so I taught G-spot breath work as well as um, energetic self-play, right? Which can lead into energetic orgasms slash full body orgasms, right? And like the possibilities, I think that's really the biggest things that's changed since learning about sex coaching is that like, um, there's so much more like there's so much more so when people tell me like oh i'm tired of masturbating i'm all, i'm like well what are you doing have you have you tried to play with some energy have you have you done spiritual practices have you done electric play a little self bdsm let me like what's in the repertoire that you already tied? <laughs> i need to know i need to know um and then I think I'm gonna stop it right there. But um, 
that's those are some of the ways that being a sex coach has changed uh my sex life and it also oh yes i speak up i didn't say no i didn't i wouldn't speak up before but i speak up now mm-hmm. um especially when i'm not liking something it's very similar to be like hey i don't like that or you know <laughs> um sometimes i'll say oh yeah one time somebody tried to give me oral sex and i tapped him i said hey come on up i don't want that <laughs> so like like it's like there, there. The communication was not there before. It's one hundred percent there now because what I'm not going to do is sit here and be unsatisfied, um, and I'm not going to walk away from the experience like, oh my god, that sucked. They were so bad. No. <laughs> before I get up, we're going to see if you can. Hey Amen. Let's see if we can make some modifications before I get up out here. Okay. Now, if we can't make no modifications, then that is when I say you were not a good sex partner because you weren't listening. Mm. So you said what was that breath work? Cause uh, what was that? What, name of that again? That was G spot breath work. Yeah. Because I'm gonna need that. I want I want to be there for this. You do everything like oh class. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> I'm trying to learn some things. Like. <laughs> Like I know I don't engage with the vulva as often, but that doesn't mean it's not a beautiful thing. <laughs> like I feel I feel for the gay people out here. I truly do because uh some of you will never understand and know the beauty and greatness that is the pussy. But um I am grateful to have known and know. <laughs> That thing, <laughs> not the tambourine, Lord. I need to give you one of those. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, God. Because oh God, that's and look just by us, like everybody who's listening now, they now know that there's a such thing called G spot breath work, and they're going to be on Google looking this shit up, be like, you know what? My man needs to learn about well, this. I was on Google looking it up. So I said, let me not be rude. Look. Look, breathe into my pussy, okay? Breathe into <laughs> me. Make this energetic, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> as I come upon your lips, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is. Yes. Who, Chile? And let me just go ahead and add this for some other people. Like, sex coaching is so fucking broad. Like, for somebody like myself who's been in, like, researching and studying and learning more about sexuality since I've been, like, seven fucking years old, I'm still learning new things to this fucking day. Like, sex is so fucking broad. (laughs) Yes, Ashley. Girl. Oh, Nicole, what, what, um, I forgot the damn question. We, but anyways, here we go. So how has becoming a sex coach enhanced your sex life? I'm going to go with pretty much some of what I said, you know, the last things that I said was like, not real. I wasn't speaking up. I could have been, should have been in some 
some cases. So speaking of being vocal, more sexual confidence, it's being okay with who I am, like truly being okay with who I am and who I am. Um, well as, um, yeah, just learning so many new things every day. Man, you just started something new. Like, I didn't know what the, any of that shit was, but I'm grateful because I'm going to look it up. We're going to have a conversation there. So knowing, like, finding out things, finding out new things that people are into so that you can educate yourself and be like, I mean, the whole, you know, being able to know things for a client, but just to know for yourself. Like you said, like, I've been interested in like, some time, unknowingly, but <laughs> for a long time. But learning all of these things, it's just like I love that it's broadened my horizons in, in, in like the best way possible. But like it's oh, I learn new positions and this and that. I mean, you're gonna learn more in learn about sex, but it's more than that. It's more about like your personality, like your sexual self and your sexual personality, and understanding that that is true. That you needed to pay attention to, you know. My representative at work on this live or on media, and then in the bedroom or wherever I choose to have sex. Like that, that's a different personality, and that's a different relationship with self that I need to foster. So huge. Um, that um, comment, um, <clears throat> wherever I choose to have sex, spoke volumes. It's given huge exhibitionism, and I'm here for it, and I'm loving it. And sex doesn't have to be in the bedroom. It does not have to just only be in the bedroom. That's right. And look, that's one of the things you learn. Right. Like when you are um, learning more about sexuality, you find out <laughs> motherfuckers out here in the woods, motherfuckers out here in the um, barn house, hotels, clearly bedrooms couches like even to go back to um, different ways of like identifying strengths and weaknesses <laughs> balconies like with identifying uh, strengths and weaknesses like if you understand and know that your ride game ain't is where it needs to be put a motherfucker in the chair like if that helps you improve the way that you grind on this month if you know that when grind on me comes on that body rolls the way that it needs to fucking roll and you are getting all up in that motherfucker go ahead and do your grind on me shit on the fucking couch give that lap dance on the bare dick or on the bare pussy whatever the fuck you need to do like do the things and i'm realizing that i'm a little bit lit right now and i love that for everybody who's doing this motherfucking thing Yes, for the playlist. <laughs> I forgot about that song, and I have to listen to it right after this because that's my shit. <laughs> listen, listen. I mentioned by uh, Pretty Ricky as well. Just put that in there. Who is okay? I'm trying to um, keep a list of these songs. Uh, you, I think you said, honey. Hold on, let me just put. Them. But um, in that with the questions, whatever songs y'all come up with, just add it into that, and we'll we'll make this playlist at work. And um, so um, oh, I forget that we have this damn chat. I'm over here in the Google Doc. <laughs> Dumb as fuck. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So the next question, um. Someone's asking what's the topic. This is asked um 
this live is all about uh, as a sex coach. So if you have a question, feel free to put it in the chat. Uh, right now, we just now was talking about how has becoming a sex coach enhanced our sex life. Um, and one of the things Nicole mentioned, and as well as Manny, was including something related to this other question about speaking up and whatnot. Um, the next question is, what tips do you have for people who are uncomfortable with opening up and talking about their sexual preferences with their partner? And let's start off with you, Manny, and then we can go to Nicole, and then I'll close us off with the questions. Okay, so my uh divine feminine is saying if we grow up to have sex we grow enough to talk about it my mm. divine masculine is wanting to offer some compassion so <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um <laughs> well um sometimes it's hard for us to say things but it might be easier for us to write things down so something like, you know, writing a letter could be helpful or even um, finding a checklist. Uh, Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A, has a sexual um, a checklist where it has like, yes, no, and maybe. And you can literally just circle the things that you want, cross off the things that you don't, and then um, circle the things that you're maybe to. And then y'all just compare your list. Um, Jaya also has sexual blueprints where you get to look into um, like the styles of sex that you like. So the, there are five blueprints, sensual, sexual, kinky, energetic, and shapeshifter, right? And there's like a little quiz you can take, right? That could be something very cute to do together as well. Um, and then... Um, Yeah, that's all I was, write it down. Write it down if you're having a hard time saying it. Write it, make it fun, play little games, right? And so um, I know someone who said that like, we don't have problems, we only have solutions. So we don't have to make this an issue because it's really not, there are ways around um, talking and still getting the things, still getting the needs met. Mm -hmm. How about you, Nicole? Um, I think one of the questions that I had to that question is why do you feel like where's the where's where's the apprehending it? Is this for fear judgment from your partner? Is it because of past experience, negative past experience? So um I mean, I, I think that would be the first thing that I want to clarify. After that, just being honest with yourself and then being honest with your partner saying, I wanna say some things, but I just don't know how you're gonna take it or be super creative with this and maybe on, put on a, a movie a scene from a movie or something something that you um or, or a video um or shoot something from social media i mean there's so much shit on social media right now like what can you not find go to twitter i promise you'll find it send it to that person mm. and say have you seen this or or again like what do you think about this just see just be their reaction to it and if it's something negative if it's something negative you already know that they're not going to that that's really not something that they're in you could probably 
I thought about trying it and you know and see where they go from there you know but maybe try that you know this kind of a way at the same time it helps with opening conversation with around what you might try and from them too because that might be the catalyst to the conversation of oh I thought and then they're like oh I thought you know I've done that or, I thought about trying that and then all of a sudden you guys are in more natural conversation to where it doesn't feel as forced or as much pressure. Mm. Um, I agree. Um, this is it's it's interesting that this was one of the questions because this is reminding me of uh, some current clients that I have, and it, they're kind of dealing with this situation. And one of the things that my main tip is what does the trust look like within your relationship in understanding that um because sometimes um couples may not have a strong sense of trust even though they love each other but they don't trust that their partner will not judge them for whatever that preference is most definitely there's something in the kink spec uh, spectrum so building a conversation that uh, creates a safe space for the both of you to have the conversation is always something that i will recommend uh, so that you know that you won't be judged that the love will still be there understanding what um that security will look like for the both of you so that you could talk about it so mm -hmm. let them know hey these are some of the things that i'm interested in this is what i would like to do um oh, excuse me sorry and like like Nicole even suggested, finding some things on Twitter, it's like, this is what it looks like, but it doesn't have to be exactly this. It, there's light versions of this. There's more extreme versions of this. But it's a whole spectrum of things. It's just, I, are, is this something that you're open to doing? Is this something that uh, you may need some additional information about? And give that person space to decline and reject, as well as give them space to learn. Um, because just because they're not at the point that you are at this moment doesn't mean that they won't ever be there. And oftentimes we see rejection as a hell no, never in, in life, rather than saying it as, hold up, I just don't have the information. So being ready to unpack the desires with them is something else that um, can help with that conversation. And the last tip that I will add on to that is don't have the conversation in the bedroom because there's so much pressure uh, around sexuality and sexual expression that is within the bedroom. So you can have this conversation at lunch. You can have this conversation out on a walk. You can have it in the living room, but don't have it uh in the, the location that you primarily use for your sexual experiences just release some of that pressure um so we got a question from michael and i um uh, said i was going to add that next uh, i can start off with this one and then if y'all have anything that you would like to add uh, feel free. But the question is how to increase your libido. So uh, with this, just the word, I like to define that for a lot of people because they don't, uh, just in case they don't know what the word libido means. Libido is sexual desire. So how to increase your sexual desire is essentially the question. So what I will recommend doing is first understanding what makes you feel sexy, as well as what uh, contributes to you having a positive sexual experience. 
because once you have those things that align, it just comes a lot more naturally. Um, there's no, like, yeah, there are some aphrodisiacs that you can try, but again, that's just feeding into the sexual energy, but does that feed into your sexual desires? Sometimes you have to build a space where you actually desire to have sex with your partner. So if you can facilitate that and you can map that out with your partner, it's going to come regardless. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, taking some weight off of your partner by doing some of the chores around around the house may make them want to be a lot more sexual because that's one less thing that they have to focus on. So understand the things that are currently limiting, limiting you from being sexual and then also identifying what things makes you want to have sex, what things makes you feel sexy, what things make you want to engage with your partner will all help you with uh, increasing your libido. Uh, and what else do y'all have to add? I think it has to do with your body as well. Yeah. What's, what's bringing your libido? Is it a full factor? Is it meditation? Is it really? Is it just not being turned on enough, or are you being turned turned? But um, if your penis having individual, are you not? Um, are you not erect enough? Like, are you having trouble? Like, there's so many different factors into that. Same thing with women too. Like, or someone involved with having individual. What, what part is bringing you down? Where do you feel like your libido is not high? And to friend's point, is it your libido, or is it just an arousal issue? Like, what's you know? There's a little more that goes. There's a lot of questions that would have to be answered first. But let's say, like, is it your partner? Is it your body? Are you just not being aroused? Do you need a different muse or a different kind of situation um, together? So, I mean, there's definitely different, there's definitely a solution to one of those things. Obviously, if it's medication, like depression or anxiety medication, high blood pressure medication, diabetes, like those things are natural. Uh, well, those are things that will commonly uh, diminish libido anyway. So um, figuring out how to counteract that or counteract that would be the first thing. Um, if it's something like your relationship, your career, stress, things like that, you got to remove the stress. Obviously, it's not possible. Um, is it something you need to find new stimulation for? Are you, like the previous question that we talked about, is it you're saying yes to things that you should be saying no to? And that's why you're turned off because um, sometimes like people like to say, oh, it's my partner. And it truly isn't the partner. It's something that the partner, a memory of something that's, that's blocking you the way that you used to be. So a lot that goes into it. I think that that, that would need to be a conversation between you and a coach. So just to be more detailed. Yes. I love y'all responses. Um, I have two things. First, I'm going to have to yield the mic because this is not my area of expertise. <laughs> um, and second, um, I don't like the culture that we've created around sexual desire um, where we are. Because for me, it sounds like a place of judgment where we're like, oh, my libido is low or it's high. Like, 
what is the deter what are we basing that off of what's the determining factor to say this is low or high right it makes me think a lot about the dsm which i hate mm. i will always have beef with them um because <laughs> you hoes said that being queer was a mental illness so it's fuck you forever okay so <laughs> um being <laughs> cheeky <laughs> disorders okay all of this um Girl, that sounds like a Okay. Child, what the hell? Okay. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> okay, let me just <laughs> go ahead and clear it for the audience who's not here. So um um the question is, uh we're we're gonna come back to the uh libido because I know Manny wasn't fi finished, but this caught all of us off guard. It said, I saw a group that states that I can block all STDs using my feminine energy. Is this a cult? Um, yes. <laughs> like I know feminine energy can do a lot of things. <laughs> it can do great and wondrous things. Amen. But block a STI, <laughs> I don't know about that. I know the things that can block a STI is um prep and um pep. And what that means is the post-exposure drug as well as pre-exposure drugs. So uh I'm not saying that I'm the uh, I'm capping for Western uh, medicine, but I know that thing works. So <laughs> if you are not out here on anything that prevents you from having a uh, HIV, uh, HIV or any kind of post-exposure drugs that can prevent any kind of uh, contraction of any kind of STDs, then feminine energy alone is not going to save you. It is not. I would love to wake up one day and just be like, you know what? Let me harness all of my motherfucking feminine energy that is within me and heal this part of my body. I would love to do it. But honestly, I'm going to need some things that has been researched, uh, some ointments, and probably some pills for about, uh, uh, I think it's a 10-day treatment for that gonorrhea. Then I can go ahead and be like out here on these streets again. But feminine energy alone? Mm-mm. It can help you um, care for a motherfucker that's down. Kill STD? Not at all. I'm just going to tap into the soul side for half a second, which is if you use your feminine energy, I promise you that it's not going to, you're not going to be able to do it. Like, because if you're not, you can encapsulate that to a certain extent where you your feminine energy where your energy is moving other things in your life. you're not gonna be able to uh, cure STD next week not with your feminine energy you're not sorry no way and if, if you want to go the naturalist route find an herbalist and they could probably help you with some other things but definitely not that sounds like a scam mm -hmm. yes i have two things i want to add First, my um, one of my teachers, J.T. Perry, says, no matter where you go, um, no matter what people are talking about, don't lose your good sense. OK, um, she's one of my favorite spiritual teachers. Um, and so that's the first thing. Wherever you go, don't turn your brain off. Don't turn your intuition off. OK, because I see that you you saw in the you said uh, in the comments, I thought so that you, you knew you knew what was up. Amen. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself. So um, <laughs> the other thing 
is um, this reminds me of um, it's a little controversial, but you know, hey, we controversial. Um, <laughs> this reminded me of COVID. You know what I mean? How some folks were like, if you believe in God, then you ain't gonna get the COVID. Chile. And, uh, you know. Yes, for I the controversy. God, this no question. question. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Christian, praise God. But <laughs> you know, I, I almost made you spit out my port. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, this is Taylor Negro. You almost made me spit out the Negro girl. <laughs> the Negro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe it's a few different things. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the feminine energy. I actually just mentioned mine a little bit ago, but here's the thing right um no the thing is no okay the other thing okay um i want to go back to what nicole was saying i love the herbalist mention because literally yes um you don't always have to go the medication route if you don't want to um I'm sure you can make you some tinctures and some spells and some things to ward off certain types of energies. Um, but unless you are clairvoyant, which you might be, but maybe not, I don't know if you can see the STD in the spirit, you know, beforehand, but you might get a drink. You know, there's so many ways. But the thing is, I just, I don't like that they say this to you. <laughs> I just don't like that they say this. Like, this is just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It don't even make sense, my friend. It don't make sense. Okay. Oh, God. Um, that was wow. Now, um, just we got an update. Um, so essentially what they were saying, not not um, Lil Peach, but Michael uh, from Facebook was saying that he went from being a nympho to no desire at all. Now, one of those things is maybe th that's one of those things you have to reflect on what's going on. Um, like you really going to have to do a lot more deeper exploration and what's actually impacting you that we on this current question Q&A cannot go deep into feel free to reach out to me because uh, i know that you're a friend of mine on facebook and we could um talk offline about it but <clears throat> it it may be some other things related to sexual experiences or just uh how comfortable you are with uh sex that may be impacting your desire uh, and maybe you just haven't found one of the things that actually has initi uh, initiated that spark for uh, sex. And that is also okay. Um, maybe because of if you were in a period of hypersexuality that you just fell out of love with the, um, the act itself or you just distance or disassociate yourself with your sexual being and you just need to find a way to reconnect. But there's, from what I'm um, gathering from this short exchange, there's something else that's uh, in there that's impacting that. Uh, if you don't have the time to like set up a, like meet or anything, I definitely recommend just purchasing my book. It's like $4.99 for the, um, uh, what is it? The Kindle version, the ebook on Amazon, the essential guide on how to be a hoe. It's uh, a way to help you 
understand and connect with your sexual self. So maybe that will be something that you may want to look into as well as journaling and just being honest with yourself about what's actually impacting your desires and isolating when did the desi desires decrease, when the nympho behavior started to degree decrease, as well as what was the thing that init initiated you into being more hypersexual? Because a lot of people use the phrase nympho to explain their behaviors of being hypersexual rather than actually using the term for what it is, which more so links to sexual addiction versus just um being extra sexual for just to be extra extra sexual so definitely look into that um manny did you have anything else that you needed to add towards michael's question before yes. we went to this one i was gonna say that there are also sexual seasons so sometimes we're in winter which is like i don't i'm not interested in sex right now um, and sometimes we're, you know, we're just, there are different seasons. And so that could happen. And when I'm saying seasons, it doesn't necessarily have like a time period on it. That season could last three years, three months, three weeks, three days, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, winter could be like, no, like I really not interested in sex right now. It could be like a healing period. It's like you were talking about with the stress and just like also, you know, things fluctuate in our lives. Sometimes we get super busy and we're so focused on other things that we're not the set. We can't even think about the sex right now. We think about other stuff. Um, there's also fall where we might be kind of coming out of it a little bit, but we're still um, more like kind of hermit mode. Spring is when we're starting to sprout. We're not quite ready, um, but things are starting to move. So we might be feeling more turned on. We might be feeling more alive, more sensual. Um, and then summertime is like, you know, for you, it might be the nympho, right? Like, it's like, all right, this is what it typically is when we feeling sexy, we feeling turned on, you know, you're, you know, you're typical. Um, that's all I wanted to say uh, as far as that. <laughs> summer, period. <laughs> yes, and is, and is. All right, so the next question uh let's start with nicole on this one because i'm curious um the question that they have is what is your favorite position this question like the answer to that question changes you know it is so i guess i have two right now so they're also missionary and mission in missionary, like you know, shoulders and other stuff. So either way, it's it's about like reaching a specific spot that needs to be rubbed correctly to get those multiple mm -hmm. orgasms, get get that kind of climax that I'm looking. So it's two right now. Touching the See, Manny knows. Mm. Yes, exactly. And to my heart, I'm. Mean, need you to touch that spot. Feel me? Like, that's what I need. I need everyone to just sit in that. Just sit in that. Just for a moment. Amen. Yes. 
Gary Coleman, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> where you at? We talking good now. I want to give us something. Give us some more content. Because I just... Right. You, you got the good comments. Come on, back. Mm, come back, come back. Didn't have enough to, to, to We're not trying to bully you. We're just trying to. I'm on one bottle in a in a quarter right now. I need. <laughs> <sighs> Nicole, <laughs> we can't be doing this. <laughs> I'm trying not to act up. <laughs> oh God, Manny, what do you have? What's your favorite position? Okay, so it's a couple things, right? So first, as y'all know, I'm gay. Yes. So they're not. Sometimes they're not really positions. You know what I'm saying? I don't actually know. That they're named for the things, you know. So there, there's that caveat. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you a scene because I don't know how to give you. A, okay, so the the basics of the scene is reverse cowgirl, okay, mm. and then you got toe sucking, right? And in between, you've got a Hitachi vibrator. Um, that if if height difference permits can stimulate both clits at the same time um that would be <laughs> my favorite position oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh my taylor port oh my god wait hold the wait, for a second. Manny, how many people are involved in this <laughs> this sounds good i knew imagine the and I yeah. knew exactly what you were talking about yeah. because that makes that makes yeah. total sense. That makes total sense. I can like yes. position for everyone, really. Did you say reverse cowgirl? Yes, that would be the base this, of it. I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm here for this. Mm -hmm. I'm here for this. Oh my god. <laughs> My other position would always be anything that involves eating pussy. Um, Fair. Okay, and that's that's all I got. That's all What's I your got favorite because position for that? For eating pussy, oh my god, I haven't tried them all yet. I don't know. Like I just I want to. Um, mm. Right now, I like this from the side. I liked. The side, the side, like they're laying down, and I'm on on the on the side. That makes sense. Wait, they're, you said they're Wait, laying. They're down. laying on their side. No, no, no. They laying like flat on their back on the bed. Okay. Okay. And I'm coming in from the side. I'm here for. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. 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 Moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's that's yes for right now. Yes, I want to try so many more. I want to try all of them. Um, I want, I want to just like. So I saw some. I saw this thing in porn, right? Where it was like, so it was like three people, and it was like, it it was like a pussy eating train. 
because mm-hmm. I don't actually even know how they did it, but I'm going to try to describe it, okay? So, <laughs> okay, so you have one person, their legs are open like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other person, they're like, hold on, no. Cause it's not that that one is very simple. Okay, so it's because <laughs> I'm thinking human it looks like a triangle, triangle. You know what? Forget it because I don't know how to describe it. I'm the <laughs> describing things. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yes, we just got to get more orgies on the list because honestly, that's 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 what I need. That's what I need. I'm in for it. Right. Uh, like so my favorite position for oral and this is vaginal or penile is the same surprisingly like that is me in between the person's legs and their um arm not their arms their legs wrapped around my shoulders and like for me like when it's pussy it, it gives me a sense of control uh, of the body and it also gives me uh, full leeway of doing whatever I want with my hands um, because I'm a huge fan of like clitoral massages anyways so I'm going to be down there doing the things uh, and rubbing the clit and all those great things and of course indulging in that because if it's not in your mouth what are you doing so like <laughs> that part and then <laughs> It's good for your health. Like, it's very healthy. And surprisingly, when it comes to, like, if I were to be sucking sucking dick, um, like, I'm not a fan of, like, face fucking. Not at all, because we're not doing that. But I'm open to face fucking myself with the person's body and, like, moving their body forwards and backwards that way. Uh, But... Now, when it comes to sex, my standard is like me laying flat on my stomach. Like, if I'm with a dude, like me laying flat on my stomach, and we engage in this. I probably should have put the warning for uh, like family. If y'all are at this point, go somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but yeah, that... right, right. You should have known. We're going to be at this point, but like me laying flat on my stomach, taking it is great, but I have this new regular who introduced me to something completely new and I love it for myself. Uh, We didn't do it last time we hooked up, but typically when we hook up, this happens uh, because he enjoys uh, me riding, but because I'm not the best, like the hugest fan of riding, but he makes it worthwhile like what what happens is that (laughs) what happens is that he starts to suck my dick while i'm riding him and i'm just like oh my god this is what i need in my life and it gets to a point where i can grab the back of his head and now i'm face fucking while he's fucking me and it's just like a mutual thing in the moment and i'm just like her knees do not give the fuck out right now. Let me do some squats so I can make sure I can keep this shit going. Identify your weaknesses so that you can make them a motherfucking strength in today's Don't fail me. Hello, I gotta turn this nigga out. 
like when I tell you I was shooketh to learn that I will find so much pleasure in that because I'm not a, the biggest like receiving oral is not something that I'm a huge fan of. So I would not have thought, oh, I'm I'm enjoying getting my dicks up. But in that moment, because I love overstimulation of pleasure. Like pleasure overload is my thing. Is I love it. I push myself, even though I'm just like, oh, it's time to tap out. But then I'm just like, bitch, you are not a you are not doing that today. You are going to go further today. So that's you know, and if you already brought me to nut number two. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find a way. We're going to find a way today, Lord. So like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when I when he did that the first time, I was like, "You know what? You se- you secured the spot. You secured the spot, and that's my regular Saturday appointment. Look at God. God is good. Won't he do it?" Mm-mm-mm-mm. But yeah, that's my <laughs> my favorite position. And uh, for any long term partner in the future, just know you've been you got, advised. You got, you got to like <laughs> you've been advised. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, let me catch up on these messages in this down. Okay, between us. Oh, never mind. Okay, so let me not re- <laughs> read those things. I'm going to go to this next. As I read those things, and um, so the next question, let's start off with Manny. How often should, uh, oh, I was going to start off with this question. Um, Let me start off, answer this question, and then Manny, then Nicole. So the question is, how often should couples have sex? Now, with this question, I will say just remove should, because there's no specific number of how many times any person should have sex. It is up to you and your partner of how often is enough, how often is too little, how often is too much. Communicate with your partner. Like, if you want sex every single day, that is perfectly fine. It is okay for you to have that desire. But if your partner doesn't want to have sex every single day, then there's a time for a conversation. One, you should not um, pressure your partner to engage in sex that they don't want to do. So consent is important. But uh, on top of that, if that if you're you just so happen to be that person who requires that look into uh, different toys. Like if you listen to the vibrator in my pod, and you know about how I feel about my Rosie, which is in storage right now. And I hate that that bitch is not with me because oh my god, that toy was amazing. That ass is fat. Okay, and juicy and feels so motherfucking good. And the pussy is tight. And we love that. We love that for that toy. (laughs) So if you need to have sex every single day, look, save up like $300, $400 and get you a motherfucking Rosie. So whenever your partner is not willing and able to engage in sex with you, you have that other option. Um, If you have an open relationship, then yeah, go to your other sexual partner so you can engage in that um sexual experience with those people but you have to communicate with your partner about what is their comfort level of engaging in sex with um, with them how frequently they can have sex and how often you want sex and once you have that good balance and there you go that's how often you should have sex uh, what do y'all have to say 
Um, so I agree with all of that. I am just going to challenge on the tight pussy comment just because um, I believe that tight pussy is not a compliment. It is a warning um, that there is something going on in the body. It could be a few different things. It could be because of a trauma response. Mm. It could be because um, not enough lube, which is like a huge one. Um, <clears throat> and it could be because, you, you know, we was moving too fast and the body didn't have the chance to get fully turned on and, you know, yes. lubricated and, you know, wet and all of those good things. Um, and so... And also body safety is so, so important. So sometimes um, bodies need something different than our minds be needed. And so um, it's imp like important to know and to also ask for the things that make you feel safe in your body and to check in with your body while you having sex with folk because um, that can change as you're going along. Um, but also, yes, like really good. Also, the pussies, they stretch, they expand, you mm -hmm. know, what I mean? they stretch and expand during childbirth. They also stretch and expand um, when you're aroused. And um, that's that's how the pussy go. You know what I'm saying? It's really great when it's when it's open. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, you know we don't have to like shove things inside. Amen. We can actually. Amen. 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 Extra foreplay, but okay. you know if you're queer, or if you you know what I'm saying if you've got uh, multiple vulvas and there isn't any dick involved. Um, for like we don't actually there isn't necessarily a foreplay foreplay is a heterosexual and also um penis based situation so if we talk about all vulvas in this in the mix then it's more so like sex we just gonna call it sex because all of the things all of the things um our sex, right? And other experiences where there is dickly penetration involved, <clears throat> typically folk are describing sex as um, intercourse, mm -hmm. you know? And then everything else is like foreplay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have my own thoughts and ideas and theories about those things. Uh, but we ain't gonna go into all of that, but I'm just gonna say that when it's, when it's all vulvas, um, we typically just call it sex, you know, um, all of the things. Um, and it's something that you can talk about with your partner, like how y'all define sex. Um, yeah, because it's not it's not looked at as just, oh, this is just a build up for the penetration. It's... No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's that's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Nicole, what you got? <laughs> Um, yes, I agree. Like, the, there is no magic number, there's no magic number for how long, like, how many minutes should last. Like, that's something that's, that's something that varies depending on your mood, what's going on. Like, there's so many different factors, and there's no magic number for either of those things. So, um, it really depends on the couple. Once again, just like we already talked about, there might be a mismatch in in desire and, and how often it's needed, or often it's wanted, or whatever. So, I mean, that's something to take into attention. Um, um, 
just like just like Manny's uh, comment, like there's so many reasons for having that. I would definitely consider that a flag. Also, because if someone has something like vaginismus, where naturally tight because of a variety of reasons, and that could be why the person who has that vulva doesn't want to do it because it's too painful or they haven't done their maintenance or whatever. Like there's a thousand reasons for that. Um, but also as you age, the pelvic floor naturally, like the muscles in that start to loosen up to your body. If you're not maintaining it, just like the muscles in the rest of your body, it's not going to be as like your orgasm is not going to be as powerful. Sex might not be as pleasurable. Um, like, oh, you know, she's so loose. And like, it's not that it's loose. It's just, just muscles are, are not what they used to be because weakness in the pelvic floor. So again, more medical shit. Just saying. Um, also, I love the, I'll talk about the using, using of toys. Your partner is not wanting to do anything cases use the toy but also let's desensitize the use of toy for the toy user and the partner because to enhance your sexual experience um they're held they're there whether you and your partner have sex three five times a week you can still use toys to help your stamina and to make things uh, uh even for you so i mean it really just depends on you and your partner just because it started five years ago and you five times you guys have like once every other week really why that is is it because you guys are busy stress bills life be and like what is it so yeah, there is no magic number and just the number may have gone down doesn't mean that it can't go back up you just identify what the issue was And I have one more thing I wanted to add um, or to, yes, to add. So I I wanted to say that I, I know some elders who, who still get it in um, and still, <laughs> and, and who still get it in and also have full body <clears throat> orgasm and also really just enjoy um, their pleasure. So I wanted to add that little two cents in there. Um, there's so many ways that you can be orgasming and all of the things. And it's, there's no like age limit. Um, I actually saw this thing online. I don't know if it's real, but it's like a sex nursing home um, where essentially the elders are, you know, in this space and they have folk come in and uh, do burlesque for them and like BDSM events. And I'm like, shall put me in there when it's time. Yes, that's sir, where yeah. I'm trying yeah. to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I done told my people I want to go out having an orgasm. Okay, so oh, amen, yes. amen. Yes. Yes. That's yes. all I wanted to say. Shout out to the elders still getting it in, get Look, it in, and get all them orgasms. At my funeral, I, I need to find out who's going to be that person, but it's going to be within my will that somebody's going to say, like that scene in the color purple that needs to happen at my funeral. How'd he die? <laughs> On top of me. And that's all that we need to know. That's all we motherfucking need to know, okay? <laughs> it might not have been you, but I need other motherfuckers to know. That's how I went out. 
that is how I went out. I could have been in the bed all by myself, just, you know what? I love you all. And then just clock the motherfucker out. But at the funeral, what we gonna know is how did how the fuck did Vernon die? On top of me. And that's it. That is there, it. Yes, there must be an orgy <laughs> at my funeral. I need there to be a full on parade, a festival of something like that. Um, but yes, please have an orgy in my honor. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Child, if I was not... like me in New Orleans, that's that's what I that's what I need. That's what I need. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Will mm. girl, put in your will in your trust. Mm. Make sure you got the details in there. To New Orleans, put it all in there. You know what it is. Make sure the money is together. Having a party. I'm living multiple. Uh, yes, I didn't even think about the possibility of people having an orgy to celebrate my life, Manny. So you are <laughs> elevating. That's how I want to be ushered into the ancestral realm. You know, what I'm saying? I want it to be a thing where if you got to call out my spirit, you have to have an orgy first, and then I will appear. Got pre, the pre funeral, at least one orgasm. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said, Nicole. You said something. Oh, no, I said that. No, that reminds me, that reminds me of how high when and then he would appear all the time and they smoked them. Mm, hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. Now, I don't want y'all to be thinking about me when you have an orgasm. I just want you to have an orgasm before the funeral, okay? I want you to come into my funeral arrangements, my listen, in my homegoing celebration in high spirits, knowing that Vernon would have wanted me to have this orgasm, knowing that Vernon wanted me to be pleasured, at the moment he died. Okay. Let the tears come from the orgasm. Listen, listen. Yes. Mm. 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 Those are healthy, definitely also healthy tears. Healthy tears. Mm. Healthy tears, God. Look, you know how they say don't be playing secular music at the funeral? I'm just saying. If Janet Jackson happens to be playing at my funeral, don't be asking no fucking questions no because question. we understood the assignment before we walked in the door. Anytime, <laughs> any place. She told us. I need them to rent out a temple because that, that's the final place. Amen. And that's where the orgy should be happening Ooh. in the temple. <laughs> in mm. the temple. Praise in God. The temple. All right. This is not a question. <laughs> This is not one of the questions that was uh, sent our way, but have you ever had sex at church in the church or near the church? Meaning I wish. On church grounds? I was scared as hell, mm-hmm. but no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'm the only heathen on this one. Mm. Story oh, time! Story time! <laughs> 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 um, what had happened was 
<laughs> I didn't know I was going to a church at the moment. I was meeting up with a friend. I was in Nashville, and it was also his birthday. And yeah, uh, I was like, you know, we've been chatting every now and again. And yeah, he was like, well, you know, it's my birthday, blah, blah, blah. I was like, happy birthday. I'm in town. What do you want to do? So we ended up, I uh, ended up meeting him up, uh, meeting up with him at this skate rink and everything. And that was great. Uh, and then um, we transitioned to possibly hooking up. And I was like, you know, we can go back to my hotel. But he was like, well, there's someplace closer we can go to. And I was like, okay, cool. That works for me. And then we pulled up and it happens to be a church. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Um, I've never had sex in a church. Not to say that I won't. <laughs> so I put on my best heathen shoes that day. And yeah, we hooked up in a church. It wasn't like fucking and all that, but it was definitely oral in the pastor's office. But, you know, I'm quite sure that's not the first time that's happened because, you know, Christianity. And not to sh be shady... But yes, pastor's office. Not to be shady or anything, but let, let's just say sometimes you have to be places to raise the voices, raise the spirits, and God is good, okay? <laughs> All the time. All the time. So if you're lifting the name of the Lord, it doesn't matter how his name is lifted. And I feel like somebody's secrets in that. And I'm going to the next question. Oh, God. All right. So, <laughs> the next question is What is the difference between lovemaking and sex? Let's start off with you, Nicole. Then we can hit up Manny, and then you know I'll jump up in this some somewhere. All right. Um, so the difference between love making and sex. So sex, honestly, could be anything because I mean most people don't think sex as an early what it is because there's so many different aspects that come into it. So. I mean, I think sex is just like when you say sex, it could be oral sex. Is it, you know, manual sex? You know, is it mutual masturbation? And, you know, are you just fearing you? Are you giving somebody a hand job? That's just sex. And while there are emotions involved, it's like, I don't know, stage one, you know, emotions. Stage one, maybe two emotions. There's something in there that doesn't always. Be any of those things, you know what I'm saying? Eh, it's just whatever. Whereas, where whereas there's love making, I mean, number one, love needs to be involved, you know. It's it not, in my opinion, I love you, friend, I love you like a bird, unless the friendship is that deep to where you've got those kinds of levels of feeling for somebody, then that's a little love making. Lot more there's a lot more care I feel like there's a lot more listening um whether it's verbal verbalism uh, body you know physical cues body cues and things like that like you're really there you're really the person 
than the other person as far as uh, your ple the pleasure is involved. You know, there might be more energy that's exchanged. There might be, you know, you're, a lot of times you're allowing yourselves to really that moment, and really feel what you're feeling in the moment and what the person is feeling in the moment, allowing it to go wherever it goes. You know, there's more likely to be the tears of joy um, and kinds of things. So to me, that's that's the difference. Mm. Manny? We might be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I struggle with this because okay so when I think about sticks like when I think about sticks specifically <laughs> this um, accent that came out I'm here for it <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh okay. My mind is like fucking versus conscious sex. Mm. So I'm going to say that I'm going to answer it that way. So fucking, you know what I mean? We could, we could, you know, people fuck in all types of dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could have been married for 30 years, 20 years, 10 years. Y'all could be fuck buddies. Y'all could be whatever. Amen. And so the fucking is just kind of like the, we, we getting off. You know what I mean? That is the goal. The goal. Okay, there it is. Goal oriented. <laughs> okay. So fucking is goal oriented, right? Um, the focus is we must orgasm, must orgasm and multiple times, preferably, right? But it's, it's very like, there's like pressure. Um, and it, it's very much like, I'm going to say the muggle version of sex, right? It's like, it's not giving magical to me. It's like, we're going to do this thing, and that's that, which could also be really good. It could be really good. Um, it's like when, like in solo play with myself, sometimes I want to watch porn, and sometimes I don't. Um, the times that I don't, I like, clean my room, I like set the space, I do the candles, I do the da da da, all the things. And I spend like multiple hours like in my own pleasure, my own space. And I'm building up from a space of like energy. So like if I'm laying flat, just laying on the bed, not touching myself, how much pleasure can I feel? And then working that energy up, adding more and more layers of uh, touch, um, also have feathers and you know different things like that. So I would say like it's the same thing with conscious sex, right? There's more um, listening and not just like listening to what people are uh, are sounding like when they're moaning, or whatever. But also listening to their body, paying attention to their energy, um, and having a conversation in the moments where you need to, right? Um, checking in, asking for consent continuously because that shit can change, right? Even once you're in it, right? So it could be um, like, you know, how does this pressure feel? Like things like that. If you're like massaging someone or whatever the case, 
um, and asking about pain if you are doing some flogging. Because contrary to popular belief, just because you're making love doesn't mean there can't be no kink involved. Amen. You can you can mix the things together, okay? Um, so I guess um, I would say part of me wants to say passion, but I mean, there's passion and fucking too. I don't know. Like, it's hard because like they can really go together. Um, yeah. So my mind with my like sex, I think like a quicker version maybe of lovemaking, um, which doesn't mean that it wasn't good. It was still good. That's what I got. Like when I when I first saw this question, I thought about the rectangle and square conversation. You know, like how uh, a, a square is a rectangle, but all rectangles are a square. And this is kind of the same between um, like love making and sex. And it's it works that way both ways because not all sex is love making and not all love making is sex. And yet at the same time, they intertwine where sex and love making can truly be the same thing. Like for me, I think of love making as being the of building upon that relationship and creating those that love space and creating that connection between yourself is like the different forms of intimacy, which does include sexual intimacy, physical intimacy, uh, emotional, spiritual, and all those other things. So, like, I will say on that level, the difference would be, be like, I guess, the intentions behind it and how you build that connection with your partner. And then when it comes to sex, sex takes different forms. Like I mentioned, sex can be a form of lovemaking, um, but sex can also include those things, like you mentioned, Manny, like just fucking somebody. Because sometimes I want to just have unemotional raw fucking. Like I want you for your body. You want me for my body. And we are in a moment of sexualizing each other in the sexual energy that we have is at its peak. So let's explore that and let's make that energy burst. Because I want you, you mm -hmm. want me and let's motherfucking fuck okay and that's the energy that we have and we're going to do that and that's just strictly sex and then um like and sex also takes different forms it includes the kinky it includes the fetishes it includes the non-penetrative uh, ways of engaging in sex all these things um, but that doesn't mean that that also means lovemaking because sex, as I forget who said it, stated, sex is the adult way uh, uh, a play of how people play. So we're playing with each other. We're having a good time in the way that we express our sexuality and enjoying our our bodies together and however that needs to be, however that meshes. And it's a fun enjoyable time that doesn't mean that i'm building a connection with you that doesn't mean that i'm building love with you i may be building respect because i respect you as a person because consent matters but that doesn't mean that we are moving into a way that we're going to be romantically involved on an ongoing basis that we're looking for long-term things it's just we're here to play we're play partners we're play we play together we have a good time it's like being on the court with your best friend and y'all playing b-ball and that's what it is so I would say the main difference there is just knowing the intentions and the directions that things are going to go. <sighs> Oof. 
Mm. I need sex in my life. Okay. <laughs> more sex. If we you call need... it for We call for <laughs> more sex. Okay. Yes. That's what we call it. Manifest it. And I'm afraid to drink anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm, a, I'm really afraid to drink anymore because I'm like, I need to be able to have Hello. this conversation. Especially for this last question that we have. We still got one more before then. But like, I'm getting to that point. All right, so <clears throat> let's go to 11. Uh, well, not 11. Uh, the next question. Oh, here's question 11. But uh, would rough sex be similar to passionate sex? Uh, Manny, you want to tackle that first? I mean, I mean, rough sex can be passionate and passionate sex can be rough. It's like the same thing that we were just talking about with the square and the rectangle because, right. yes. I think the answer is yes. Okay. Mm, no, but really though, it's it's like I've had passionate sex that has been rough, and I also had rough sex that I'm just like, okay, there's no passion here. You're rough to be rough, and I'm not feeling that. And I also had passionate sex that hasn't been rough, very sensual. I'm a sensual motherfucker, so. <laughs> the passion is going to be there some way um, but yeah that yeah I think it depends on like the intentions uh, again like do you prefer rough sex to build with build that passion with your partner or do you just like rough sex because you like to be slapped around a little bit like what's 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 the tea uh, Nicole, what you got? Um, yeah, I agree. I think it depends. Like, what do you, you know, what do you like? What do you consider to be rough versus what do you consider to be passionate? Um, because it's not look the same everybody. And emotion and passion, like, what do you, one person's passion, are thinking like the lovey dovey type of passion? Are we thinking like you're in this moment? passionately like you're you know what i mean like the those words can mean different things to different people um especially like especially when you talk um like rough um is it it the media see this is where we can't do lives anymore (laughs) because we can't stay on top is it really buzzing for me? <laughs> I can't with this private chat. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> if that's the case, if that is the motherfucker. I'm sorry, listeners. Y'all cannot know the secrets of what just happened. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm going oh, back to my, my Taylor. <laughs> it's me, Taylor. It's me and Taylor Negro tonight. I don't know what y'all black people are doing tonight. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, you canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I know in a couple months when I listen to this thing, I'm like, Vernon, what was the what was the thing? What was it? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? And I'm just happy. I've been here <laughs> to experience what's going on. Mm. Present me understands, and I know the Taylor's going to be like, you know what? We're just going to take that out because we want future Vernon to be like not knowing of this info. And it's okay. I respect you, Taylor, for doing that. Taylor Negro for for president twenty twenty four. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you saying, Nicole? Um, oh God. I can't remember something about something about being passionate. <laughs> buzz, buzz. It's <laughs> <laughs> not. Okay, so what we're talking about rough sex versus versus passionate sex, that's what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying is both of those words can mean different things to different even if it's you and your partner. Um, but I mean yes, I I guess you know, overarching, yes, it can be similar, but I mean, like are you just a being in the moment, or are you talking like love, deadly passion? Which one? You know, which one are we talking about? Because you, because you can, or in either either one of those situations, you could be someone who loves BDSM, but central BDSM, which is more passionate, which is more going into things like impact play and all of these other things. So, yeah, I mean, yes, they intertwine. But if you're just saying like one. To be one and one has to be the other. Welcome to the gray area because it really doesn't. It works for one or the other. So mm, that's a word. That is a motherfucking word. So here we are now with the last motherfucking question. And this question is what brought us to having this event. And I asked. Nicole this question back I don't know if it was March or what But it was way 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 Early on in the year And ever since then I was like okay We need to create a space For us to answer this question We're going to have to sit on this question And figure shit out And come back to it for this live event And here we are At Ask a Sets Coach And I'm going to go last on this Because <laughs> I probably you know what? I, I'll go first. I'll go first. I, I'll take the bullet on this one. But I got two answers <laughs> as well. <laughs> the question, the question is, um, 
if a white couple came into your practice and mentioned that they participate in race play together where one becomes a black person for a slave narrative and the other becomes the master and uses the n-word that's nigga for those who don't know uh, during the scene how would you react to it <laughs> now <laughs> as a therapist <laughs> Because I have to go through two different two different professions to answer this question. <laughs> As a therapist, it's ethically wrong for me to deny them as clients. <laughs> So we will have to unpack some things, figure out what's going on. And of course, I will still see this couple because I, I'm curious about why the fuck do you feel the <laughs> the urgency, <laughs> the caucasity of it all <laughs> to be over here calling your white husband or wife nigga <laughs> through your sexual experience. I just need to know the tea. Let's, let's unpack this, okay? But <laughs> I will work with them. So if you are this couple, book me as a therapist, not as a sex coach. So as a sex coach, you have a space to discriminate who you choose to have as a client, just to let you know. Um, <clears throat> as a sex coach, I'm going to increase my rates because if you're going to have my black ass, have this motherfucking conversation with you. I'm getting reparations off of your asses. <laughs> I don't give a damn because how you have the caucasity to come to this Negro that is moi and ask me this damn question. <laughs> we got we got to unpack some things. Like if that's what you do in your own room, I love that for y'all. Like continue to do the things because you don't have to bring that outside of your bedrooms. You really do not like do your things like race play for those people who participate in it and they love that for them. I love it for you because it makes you feel happy and seen and feel worthwhile. That's great. It's good. Is it my cup of tea? No, because it's spoiled. So I don't want any anything of it. I just don't. Like, am I shaming you for doing it? Not at all. Like, do you? Like, enjoy your sex. Enjoy the thing that makes you feel pleasure, makes you feel great. Again, it's good for you. But if you come to me as a client, we got we gotta we gotta do some things. We need to figure some shit out. Like I said, as a therapist, we'll unpack what's going on here. As in, I'm definitely going into the DSM for this one because we're you starting with whiteness, we're going to treat this with whiteness because typically I don't care what that has to say. I know the like the diagnosis and all that, and it does have some value, it does have some worth there. Self so outside of the sexual dysfunctions, I'm still debating on that one personally, but it has some value there. Um, but we're treating this with whiteness in this in this case. But as a coach, how how much were you paying already? We need to increase that by five hundred because you came over here with some um some some foolishness, and we we I, I, like I said, I need my reparations if you're going to have me doing this. Like, how dare you <laughs> come to me with this, white people? What are we doing? All right, so that's how I will react to that. <laughs> 
Who wants to tackle that one next? <laughs> All I can say is this is not my problem. <laughs> Me and my ancestors will forever say hell no. Okay, we don't work with white people ever. Ever. <laughs> and we damn sure won't be doing this shit right here. Okay? <laughs> you know how fast my ancestors will cuss me out? Child, please. No. <laughs> no. You had a gift coming your way. We taking that shit. How dare you? <laughs> the spiritual gifts will be gone. Okay? Everything will be gone. Okay? Just no. No. And hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh God, Nicole, what you got? What you got? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still laughing. The spiritual gifts will be gone for you, and we're taking it back because how dare you? <laughs> that that's hilarious. I, you know, Look, you had so, the gift of clairvoyance. Because you didn't see this shit coming. Like, what, what are we anyway? Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I think I think my reaction to it would be like one, I'm gonna need a minute. That I would be the best person for you. What is your what is your like what's your actual question with this? Because okay, so you do race play, you this, you say this. So what is your are you here? What are you what are you what's your question? What's your goal to come out of this? Because you can't just start with that and just leave it there. Because at this point, I feel like you bullshit and, and you just want to see what a black person would say as a professional would have to say. So I'm going to need some more context or else I'm pulling your card and I'm still going to charge you for wasting my time. So, yeah. So that that's, but, <laughs> but after that, like, I really need to know what's going on. Like, two, I, I mean, Yes, it's better than two white people who are doing it amongst themselves because they're like, I'm not about to go out here. Well, that's on me, human, that they're not about to go out here and find somebody black to try to do this and who would be into that kind of thing and okay with it. So if they're doing it to each other because they're like, I'm not trying to diminish anyone else, of course, make them feel okay way or anything because this is just our thing then no that's something else but yeah my initial one be like I'm gonna need a minute and then I'm gonna have some questions and put this deposit right now so because we're not doing this so yeah there's there's a few there's a few things I don't know say no immediately I need to see what, what you really here for let me pull you card because if you're wasting my time I'm gonna make sure that the matches for sure that part heavy on the money something that we me and my folks were considering in the beginning was if we work with white people not in this circumstance at all but if we were to work with white people uh the rates would be three times as much period Hey, I get it. I get it. Like personally, like if some, like I, 
I feel like if they came to me on that, I would just be like, let me introduce you to my associate. Because I was about to say friend, but let's be real. Let me assi- uh, introduce you to my associate, Candace Owens, as well as Herschel Walker. Because they got what you need. Because I don't know what you are expecting out of this Negro. Because... Um, and if they're not available, Rachel I might Gold- tap that. I might be aligning for you. Oh, yes. 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 That's the first day I will That's call her black. That will be the absolute first day I call Rachel Dolezal a black woman. Like, let me find this black because, woman for you who would do everything for you. <laughs> right. Because who am I to, to not give you the black experience that you are looking for? Well, welcome. Listen, look, the validation that that woman will get that motherfucking day, it will be the validation (laughs) she's been looking for all her life. Like, come here, sister. Come here, my black sister. Let me go ahead and introduce you to this couple who needs some guidance from you. I know that transracial shit that you was talking about is real today. I don't. You know, somebody, somebody in the church, Lord, said that it does not the work the other way because me in a black body, I cannot say I am white. You know, I cannot say that. But today, because you are the validation, you are the proof in the inspiration that today, Lord, I am walking out here, white man, <laughs> because you, Rachel Dollarzal, is going to help this white couple because you, my black sister. My queen, <laughs> you got this. You got this handled. <laughs> they said we all come into this world for a purpose, and we here it is. Walk in your truth, my queen. My Nubian queen, walk in your truth. Today. This needs to be a sketch on Black Lady Sketch Show. It needs to be Dada Hadassah Oyelika pre PhD today. (laughs) Because, oh God, I just, I, I, I just feel like in that moment, I'm going to walk out the office. I'm just going to walk out, like. Regardless the settings, is it if it's me in therapy and me as a coach, I'm just gonna be like, I need a minute to process what the fuck you just asked me, okay? I, and just know this minute that I'm taking is not a judgment, okay? It's me the process because before I can even understand if I need to judge you, I need to know what the fuck is going on. Like, what did you just ask me? <laughs> Like, okay, white people, this is a message for for y'all directly. Just to let you know, when y'all approach black people with caucasity, we need time to adjust to what the fuck you just said. You're not getting an immediate reaction. We are confused <laughs> as to what the fuck just happened. We don't understand. We don't know. <laughs> It's like if we walked outside and saw a spaceship, we're going to ask ourselves at least 10 times, nigga, is that a spaceship? 
like an alien spaceship or something that looks like a spaceship are they friendly kind of spaceship or right. is this gonna hurt me spaceship did this thing come from space or was it built on planet earth nigga that looks like a spaceship like, you see okay okay <laughs> Like, this is the process that we go through when y'all approach us with caucasity. <laughs> like, that was... We still don't have an answer for that first question we asked about, is this a motherfucking spaceship? And we're on question number 10. Give us time, okay? Send your caucasity via email so, and we can get back to you in 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Or probably... Seven business days because it takes us time. <laughs> Send your cast, your car. You know what? That's it's of the Thank you so much. <laughs> right, because that seven days is going to be is going to be necessary. You write this email. The time there's going to be a lot of, of bitch. Who the fuck? How the hell? Like, there's going to be a lot of things that we should professionally say to you. But we need to, like have. Somebody else read the shit before we come back with your actual response. So please give us about seven business days for your for, for your answer. Mm -mm. Oh, Joe. Oh, that's so real because I I'm thinking about it this many times. I've had to like reframe like my fucking questioning because I know the initial thought is, "Fam, is you dumb?" <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck did you just <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is why I can't work in the corporate world anymore because God knows. Oh God! So yes, we 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 we, we need the time. We need to process. The foolishness, because if we don't get that time and we just give you a, a blanket reaction or a blanket response, don't take that as truth. Don't take that as this is how we feel in the moment, because we're going to consult with other peers. We're going to talk to we're going to bring this discussion to the black community. <laughs> we're having this chat with our best friends our partners and even our white best friend to understand because they're going to have to unpack some shit because you brought this to us. Okay, look. Ginger. Um, I might have to just give this you is a referral. This Listen. This, 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 this white co-worker sent this to me. Can you um, help me unpack this because I'm stuck here. And guess what Ginger's going to say? What the absolute fuck? Because Ginger has black friends. Ginger's been around the niggas, okay? The Negroes. Ginger is drinking on Taylor Negro like Vernon, okay? Ginger understands. for the niggas. Ginger would be the first person to come out and say it openly, openly and blatantly. I hate white people, and you just look like <laughs> she said that for the people. Ginger is a part of the solution, okay? 
and it's going to take us some time to unpack it. But guess what? Ginger has white family. So she's going to channel her uncle because it's always the uncle. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and look through his lens and then get back to you. Hey, Vern. <laughs> hey, Manny. Hey, Nicole. This is what they meant. They did not mean to seem offensive. They did not want you to feel as though that they were being disrespectful in the way that they asked this. But this is their approach. They just want to know if they have the permission to use the N-word in privacy. Is that okay? And you know what we're going to say? Bitch, I don't live with you. <laughs> I actually assume that you already used the N-word because the United States. Exactly. Western civilization. Right. Racism. I already assumed this. Right. Why you ask the permission? <laughs> so again, we're back at square one. Like, bitch, I'm confused. <laughs> Do you not know how oppression works? Right. No, you know they don't. <laughs> you know they don't. I'm quick to do a, a quick email. This is outside of my scope of practice, but here are some other <laughs> practitioners that can help you. Other you know, resources. Right. <laughs> because y'all got, oh got me fucked up. Oh Sincerely. <laughs> Best regards. <laughs> Oh God! The best regards, yes. Bitch, <laughs> 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 you got me fucked up. Best regards. <laughs> best regards. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like I've gotten to that point, but yeah. So, um, truth moment. I my my um my code switch broke in twenty twenty. We all know why. Black. We're on the same page now. Cool. So <laughs> now, ever since then, I, I've recognized that all my emails are very, very straightforward. And because they're straightforward and we know the society we live in, people cannot accept the straightforward messages anymore. They they are okay with the passive aggressiveness. They're okay with the nice nasty. They're with the they're okay with the over exaggerated niceness, even though you're just trying to say I can get the job done. Cool. No, I can't do that. So my my tagline in all of my emails ever since then is in kindness because I need you to read what you did, what 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 I said. Whatever feelings you get as you read that, you, when you get to that last message, know that I sent this shit with kindness in tow, okay? You know that the kindness is there. Now, hopefully that forces you to go back to the beginning of the fucking email and read it in its honest effort to let you know you fucked up somewhere. I'm trying to help you improve this and Look, that kindness, I need y'all to recognize that kindness does not mean weakness, okay? Because you have a motherfucker who does not give a fuck about your feelings unless you are one of my clients. Because at those moments, I want you to I want to help you deal with your feelings and your emotions and everything because you're paying me to care. But you motherfuckers who are not writing my motherfucking checks. Your feelings do not fucking matter. So I'm sending this with kindness. 
But if you get that thanks, if you get that no tagline at the bottom, bitch, you get the aggression with it, okay? Because you said some shit and you earned that shit. <laughs> so respect the kindness and don't get it fucked up. And that's where we are. Yeah. All I hear is the I've shade. I literally watching on kindness. When you said in kindness, all the shade. No, no, there's no shade. Now I need to start putting in shade on some of those emails because some people deserve that. Because if I told you the exact same thing in 18 different ways, bitch, are you dumb? We need to start asking these questions. And I need honest I need honest responses to that question because if you are, I can approach you a lot differently. And when I say dumb, I am not uh, attacking anybody's intelligence because I know intelligence varies amongst persons and I could communicate whatever your intelligence level is. When I say dumb, I mean willfully avoiding what is there. Mm. Bitch, are you fucking... Nigga, are you dumb? <laughs> Let me know, because if that's the case, okay, cool. I will... Because we all have dealt with dumb niggas. Because <laughs> we are black, and I know it. <laughs> it was the voice game for me. <laughs> so we know how to approach dumbness when it comes to us. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking up online, like, how can you say, like, you got me fucked up in corporate? Like, how can, you know what I mean? Because people be trying it. Kind of and I be needing, I need the phrases. <laughs> Child, I, I I think that LinkedIn. I'm not saying that I that said has, that on. I'm not saying that I put that on an email, but I'm saying I used it. This month. Look, that LinkedIn thread that gives you the professional um, way of saying so many black phrases. That's like, you know, like. Bitch, are you dumb? Nigga, are you dumb? Those that thread, oh, I appreciate it so much. Even though I don't use it, I know I should, but I accept that my code switch broke, and I'm just like, bitch, you're not gonna fire me. Because once you recognize <laughs> that you are an asset to the organization, and let me rephrase this, because you cannot Hello? be acting as though that you're an asset when you're just a liability. Know the fuck who you are before you act the way that we are acting on this podcast. So once you know you are an asset to the organization, you operate differently because, bitch, you know you're not going to fire me. I will say the fuck I need to say because mm -hmm. guess what? I make your bottom line work. Am I accepting this less pay mm -hmm. for the moment right now? Because, look, I don't have the time to be in uh, HR right now to try to make this discussion happen about increasing that. We'll do that in January when I have a little bit more free time. But today, you ain't going to kick me out. You need me. Because guess what? That, that quota that you want to meet by the end of the year, who's making sure that is solidified? Not you. So once you know you are an asset... Mm -hmm. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. Now, don't be over here being a whole ass liability. Think you're an asset. Know your role. Know your fucking role. Because 
<laughs> it, we're not all the same. We're not all the same. I'm sorry. I love I love where you are in your journey, but <laughs> oh god. All right. So we are coming up to the end of this episode. Um, do either you have anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we well before I close this out? All right, I'm going to take that as a no. Okay, cool. That works for me. In the ethical way. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. Mm -hmm. Hoeing is great. Don't let nobody tell you that it ain't. Make sure you hoe correctly, though. Hoe in the right direction. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so what that means Mm -hmm. is don't be around here trying to fuck around and find out. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, don't. Amen. When you know you don't Mm -hmm. want to smoke. Don't be barking up the wrong tree. Mm. Please don't do that. <laughs> okay. Word. Please don't do that. Okay. So hoe in the other direction. Hoe in the other direction. Amen. That brings you pleasure and brings you peace. It don't cause no issues with nobody. Amen. Mm. Hoe responsibly. Amen. See. Don't get your ass whooped. <laughs> 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 see what i heard from that is be the solution be on the back end of that because you are the point of finding out (laughs) they fucked around and then they arrived to you (laughs) that's the fuck what's going on And I am here for that word. Hey, Chewy Crap. I am here. That's Lucas, y'all. Uh, Lucas has been a guest on the podcast. Hey, Lucas. We love you, Lucas. Um, and if you are a follower of the podcast and you would like to follow Lucas's content, Chewy Craft on YouTube, there you go. I always got you for a plug, friend. But be the solution, y'all. Be be the find out because it's a, it's great to be there. It, it's a good feeling. That's why, personally, I know my limits with fucking around with hood niggas because I know they're on a different level of find out that I don't want to go to because I care about my life. I care about my own safety. I care about my own security. So, you know, I'm not going to be fooling around with these motherfuckers whose find out is pow pow. I don't like you. I'm cool. I'm good on that. (laughs) Uh, I like that that video of old girl saying it's a 42 pew 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 i like her because her guns are like minimal okay you got bazooka energy you have life taking energy and that's the situation that i'm not trying to find out about because you know this thing called life that i like living i'm not trying to cut short I know it's ghetto out here in these streets, but you know, ghetto paradise, whatever that song Coolio made. I'm here for that. I'm there. I'm living in gangsta's paradise because I'm comfortable there. Okay. That other shit that you got going on, I'm not trying to find out. That's why I don't fuck with those fuck arounds. Okay. So learn your role, learn your space, learn where you are in life today. Okay. 
whatever be the solution to the problem that you know you can handle okay <laughs> hey man and don't be try to be nobody's therapist okay this is goes mm. especially for the people who mm. like to date couples we're not their therapists you are not their therapist don't even do it please don't listen let, let, since we own that <clears throat> here's a word for you little motherfuckers out there because i'm very open to being in a throuple and now to these couples to these motherfuckers who think they want to be somebody's therapist if you want to be their therapist quit right now that's not your job even if you are a therapist they are not going to pay you how dare you enter into a situation and giving free you cutting your own motherfucking security and money for motherfuckers we're not getting into that but <clears throat> If these motherfuckers are not satisfied in their own motherfucking relationship, come on, and they're come on, come adding on. you in there hoping that you can fix the problem that already exists, you are part of the oh. fucking problem. You're not <laughs> the fucking solution. You're not the solution. Get run. Run. Because you want to know what they're going to do. They're going to blame motherfucking ass for while their relationship is uh is failing because they want to project that shit on you with the fucking relationship was already failing it was already failing you want to know why they on these streets we are out here on these streets because i don't trust this motherfucker and i need to know who the fuck he's sleeping with so i'm bringing your ass because i trust you and now he likes you too much and i know this sounds like it's personal because i have not i'm just being real i have not lived this personally but i know people who have look I believe you on the right track. <laughs> Leave these motherfuckers alone. If they don't like each other, they don't love each other, they do not, you are not the solution. You're a part mm -hmm. of their problem. Yes. Make sure that these motherfuckers love each other before oh. engaging with them because you're you're going to walk away with more problems. And not none of them is what you added on your own plate. These motherfuckers was like, oh, you look cute. I want to fuck you. And this bitch is going to have to accept that. And guess what this bitch is going to do? Accept that because she wanted to keep this nigga. We're not doing that. Make sure they're securely attached as well. That. Ain't nobody oh. trying to walk into no anxiety and no avoidance. Please be securely attached. Please. Don't have to shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh God. And then, Ooh, and then at the end of that, even if they keep you in there, even if they do keep you in there, they, when they're ready, they're gonna kick you out, and you're gonna be the one holding your feelings and everything. Just like Jasmine Sullivan talked about, don't forget to pick up your feelings because they're kicking us out the door. Because they agreed on something. They're over here. You didn't solve shit. They just said, "Oh, we are over here," and they're gonna leave you on the doorstep. So be careful. Find something to do. And I, uh, yes, and I'm so glad you mentioned Jasmine Sullivan. I, if you need to take one song to hort, if you need to take one song mm. to hort, make it I'm in love with another man because that song saved me from a lot of fucked up situation because I had to recognize, because I'm a nigga, that the man that I'm in love with is myself because I'm not going to put my motherfucking ass in a situation. <laughs> 
because we're not going to do it. If if you have to walk up in there, if you are yes. a feminine presenting person, you identify as woman, let that another man not be the motherfucker in that couple that's fucking you over. If you are not in love with men, if you don't find men attractive, let it be I'm in love with another woman because let that woman be you and let that woman be another motherfucker. If it's somebody that says, nah, I'm brown mm-hmm. there, I'm in love with another person, let that person not be you and Listen, <laughs> come on. Let Jasmine Sullivan lead you out of a bad situation because I don't know how many times that song played when I'm trying to give my all and do 158, 180, 200 percent within a relationship. When that song played, I recognized I am doing too much for a motherfucker that's doing the least. And guess what you do is get yeah, the fuck man. out. <laughs> it absolutely sucks when people go back to monogamy. They're like, they're like, oh, we're just, you know, we want to open our relationship or whatever. And then like you get into it, you, you know, and then they're like, you know, actually we're monogamous. So you gotta go now. And it's just like, bitch, what? Now you have to deal with multiple heartbreaks at the same fucking time. And it's just like, bro, what? Like, why Excuse did you me? invite me here? <laughs> you knew this before I came. <laughs> Right, yo. But the throuples will be like the couples will be like, you know, they weren't the ones that be like, oh, we want to be, we want to have a real relationship with you, all this stuff. They be lying a lot of them. They just want to have sex, and they don't know if you're gonna go for it or not. Mm -hmm. So they try to make you believe it's really relationship. Stop lying to people. Stop lying. Stop Stop the lies. Let me let me put this out here, motherfuckers. I am a whore, okay? I am a harlot, as the great Jasmine says. Jasmine Garden on fucking Instagram and TikTok. Jasmine Garden 23. Love her. If you don't follow her, I am a Jezebel. Like, do you not? I am a whore, okay? I am here because I am sexually free and I am open and honest about that. So what we're not going to do is lie to me in my motherfucking face as though I am not the Riddler, bitch. You are going to be honest with me about what the fuck is going on. Do you want to have sex or not? Because, bitch, if you're telling me two motherfuckers can please me and I can get multiple nuts tonight, I am all the fuck in. But if you tell me and promise me that this is going to be a regular occurrence, meaning I'm getting adjusted to having the multiple pleasure, and you're going to take that away from me. And yes, I am on Miss Taylor Port tonight, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I am on her. I'm not on Miss Taylor Port, but I am on Miss Taylor Negro, Miss Taylor African Americana, Miss Taylor Black tonight. That's where I'm at. I love her. She's feeling good and she's on 20%. But if you're going to be promising me regular occurrences of multiple pleasure spots and you take that shit away because you decided that you found God with this motherfucker, we have a problem. And it's not You fucked around, and now I'm the solution to a problem that you didn't motherfucking know that you had, and we're going to fix it today, because I'm in this relationship regardless now. I'm moving in. Because why do you just all of a sudden want to be Christian? Like... Who told you to find God? Who told you to find God today? Did you not know I came here heathenist? 
Do you not know I came here unholy and unsanctified? Mm -hmm. Man. And you now find God? And y'all were, y'all were down until you were. Okay. <laughs> Child. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. The <laughs> church is hilarious. Right. All right. So before I end up ranting for the next 18 hours about this, let me go ahead and close us out. <clears throat> so first off, for everybody who came to the live, thank you all so much for participating. Uh, thank you, everyone who sent in questions. Thank you, everyone who supports the podcast. And may there be so many more seasons. Season three will be coming back in, I think, well, it will be March. I don't know the exact date. So whatever that fucking day is, it pops up on your fucking just follow today. Damn it. Follow the podcast today so you know when it comes back. It will be back. All right. Season three is on its way. Manny will be there. Uh, Nicole will be there. I will definitely be there. It's going to be here. It's up and it's stuck and it's staying there. Okay. It's not falling down. So here we are. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to the Whole Little podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Thank you, Nicole. Yes, happy November. And just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.